Blog Talk Radio. Don't know James St. Patrick has ghosts. So I'm, I'm, I'm 
I'm figuring that's why she hasn't come to that conclusion yet in Power Book 2. That's my only thing, okay? So that's what I'm thinking. But that's what I've been doing. I watch Power Book 2. I have not watched Love After Lockup yet either. I haven't caught up. I'll probably be watching that this week. And, you know, some of the other reality shows I normally talk to y'all about during my week segment, okay? But my week has been really, really good, okay? Uh, hey, this week we're talking about, listen, child, I've been, I, y'all know I've been talking about Jaguar. I talked about Jaguar White on here a couple of weeks ago. And, child, she's been, Jaguar Wright has been coming for everybody. <laughs> if you was doing music, if you was in the late 90s or early uh, uh, 2000s, man, Jag might come for you. <laughs> She's been coming for everybody. We got to talk about uh, Jaguar, right? This week she said some stuff about Mary J. Blige, okay? Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I've heard a lot of tea back in the day in the 90s and stuff like that. Okay, and I'm going to just tell you all my thoughts on it, okay? Some tea I've heard snippets of or whatever, Uh We'll talk about that Jaguar right and her 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 things that she's been going on Instagram giving up her rants man and she's been dropping tea. <laughs> alleged tea okay so we're gonna talk about that a little bit later on into the show I mean you know what it's it's the age of Aquarius you know stuff might come out the truth you know facts about stuff may come out. It is what, I mean, from a long time ago, all kind of thing. Everybody's coming to some truths, right? So I'm not surprised, you know. So we, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show, okay? All right, so y'all know, for those of you who are new to the show, every week at the beginning of the show, I give them my week. I tell you what, how I've been going, how I've been doing in my week, how's it been going and stuff like that. But I also do this thing called It's a Word, okay? And it's kind of my preachy, I'm not a, I'm not a preacher, but it's kind of like my preachy thing to you guys or my encouragement to you guys to keep going and kind of telling you, a little, just kind of giving you the encouragement I needed for the week. And sometimes it's redundant and that's okay. I'm good with that, okay? Because sometimes we need it. Sometimes it's so many, it's people, different people who listen to the show, so sometimes people will listen to it and say, you know, I needed that or I didn't need that or whatever. But uh, this week it's a word, okay? This week it's a word, and I'm going to try to make it kind of a short it's a word, but it's, it's got a song to go with it too, okay? This week it's a word is for every mountain there is a blessing when that mountain moves, okay? Uh, and... This is what I guess what I want to say to people because this, you know, this week I've been kind of looking back, you know, looking back at some things, you know, I was kind of going through some stuff and I was like, dang, if I just did it like that or whatever, you know, I should have did this. But, you know, I was able to correct some things, but sometimes, you know, the things, you know, a lot of times people are going through uh, things, especially adults. As you get older, young people out there, as you get older, uh, that's why I always tell young people to try to face your your uh, childhood trauma and demons as early as possible. Try to deal with uh, your um, uh, whatever is afflicting you early, whether that's through therapy or counseling, whatever you do, church, whatever. Um, try to heal from it, you know, because the the better the healing, uh, the more you'll be of use to people and used to things to help people that's maybe even been through certain things that you've been through. And this week I just want to let people know that, 
even the mountains in your life, the things that we endure, like you endure in your life, you some of you may not know why your life is the way it is. Like maybe some of you had bad childhoods, maybe some of you weren't raised by your parents, or maybe some of you uh, had drug addict parents. No matter, you know, or maybe you were uh, uh, violated as a child, or all whatever the situation. Maybe your current life. In your adult life, things haven't gone somewhere so well. Maybe you've gotten uh, in bad relationships, or you're heading towards a, 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 a dismantling of a relationship, or you're heading towards dismantling of friendships, or or whatever is going on in your life that it seems to be a trial or something that you can't get through. Maybe it's your current career, you're not in the right career, or you're trying to find the right career to get into. Whatever the mountain is in your life, whatever the things that you're enduring or have endured, know that it helps to define our, hopefully, hopefully, because not everybody has a beautiful journey, but hopefully it helps define our beautiful journey called life. You know, because life is a beautiful journey. It's up to you to make it, even the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, and all of it. You know, it is a beautiful journey towards the spiritual discovery of our eternal self. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's the journey that God put us here for, you know. So, and the journey as we get closer to knowing God and knowing his purpose and plan for our lives, okay. So. The uh, this is what I want to say to you guys today. The mountains we remove in our lives are the are the mountains that we have to climb, are a test to our endurance, and they make us stronger. No matter what you've been through, you may feel unlucky, you may feel not so lucky, you know. And sometimes we can look at people, you know. Hey, I have people do this to me all the time. People say, "Oh, you know, you see, you everything seems so great for you. You seem so lucky." And listen. I do got favor. I tell you that now. I'm, I'm, I have favor. My life. If, you, if I, when I've told the story, told people. I talk about it all the time on here. But I've had so much favor from the time I was born. God has been so good to me, and it's nothing but favor. Okay, so I, yeah, I accept that. People look at it like that. <laughs> I accept it, but it wasn't. Uh, favor does not come without uh, trials. You know, and I still have the major ones. You know, people look and say, wow, everything, you look so perfect. I had a friend the other day say, I, you know, we were having a discussion, and she's like, I, you know, I just didn't know some things that you go through. I, I just thought everything's so perfect with you. No. You know, you can look at people and you think that everything's so perfect, but it's not always, right? And so no matter what, uh those trials and those things that we've been through and the people that we think sometimes aren't going through anything or aren't going through trials are, are people that you look at and you say, man, they look like their life is perfect. Know that they endure things too. They have mountains to climb and things to get over also, okay? So don't ever think that you're the only one who's enduring trials or who has endured trials Understand that trials and mountains come in our life to make us stronger. Whenever you have a mountain that you have to get over, which I mean when I say a mountain, an obstacle, a block in your way, right, or a, a mountain that you've had to endure, right, it helps you to be stronger. And it's a testament of our faith in life, you know, because life takes faith. 
Man, it does. I mean, it takes faith to wake up in the morning. It takes faith to you get out your bed to hope knowing you'll hit the ground, right? It takes faith to uh, drive your car every day. It take, we, ha- we live in a constant state of faith, in my opinion. So um, it takes, it's a testament of our faith when we endure those trials, when we endure even the bad things that we've been through, that it shows how strong we are and it shows that, that even when it looks like you're not going to get through something, and you had the faith to believe you're going to get through it, and you got through it, it shows that faith works, okay, and that life, one of the main components of life is faith, okay? So you may be going through something, and, again, like I said, you're wondering why you went through it. Be encouraged. That's all I want to say to y'all today. It will work out for you if you let it. It will. Just keep on living. It's going to get better, <laughs> right? So that's my it's a word today. That for every mountain that you endure, every mountain that you go through, every trial, everything that you have to face, it is for a purpose. It is for a reason. Everything, everything that you endured in that jacked up childhood, guess what? If you, if I'm talking to somebody with a jacked up childhood, guess what? It is for a purpose. Now you're saying, how? What kind of purpose is it for? If you, you can use it. Maybe it's. A lot of other people that have endured the same thing you've endured and need encouragement out of it. It may make you a motivational speaker. It may make you uh, a book or author to tell your story. It may make you who knows what. Somebody may make a movie about your your trials and your tribulations. There's so many people that great movies have been made about who've endured and overcome. Okay, so with that being said. I'm going to go a little different for our first song this morning because I feel like it goes with our It's a Word, okay? One of my favorite songs. You know, I I, I grew up with where my grandparents were gospel singers. I, I, and I grew up with my grandparents and my raised by my grandparents. And uh, they traveled often, took me with them, and they did gospel music, okay? So I grew up on a lot of gospel music. But one of my favorite gospel groups, if, I know I'll be cussing on here. The show gonna get ratchet in a minute, but we we gotta we we having the spiritual segment first. <laughs> All right. So one of my favorite favorite uh, gospel uh, uh, artists is Kurt Carr and the Kurt Carr Singers. Okay, and I love one of my favorite favorite songs. And I kind of listen to it almost like I listen to it uh, like once like every every year at at on on New Year's especially at New Year's when I make another year I love listening to this song cuz it really means a lot to me and it's from my favorite live from Kurt Carr. I love Kurt Carr live from West Angeles. That is if y'all never seen that it's bomb, okay? It is bomb, all right? But one of my favorite songs is this song called For Every Mountain because I feel like it speaks so much to my life. Okay? So I want to encourage y'all with that today. We're going to start the show off different. We're going to start the show off the suits for every mountain. I'm going back to my little church roots, okay? So I will let y'all, that's my it's a word. And when I come back, we'll go right into, we'll have another song after that. But when I come back, we'll go right into the news and all this stuff y'all want to hear. Out here we got to talk about Ray J and that divorce child, Mary, Mariah Carey talking to Oprah, all that. We'll get into all that news 
and more. But meanwhile, I want y'all to hear my It's a Word, my song for It's a Word for every mountain. So let me pull it up here. Do I got it up? Y'all know how I be messy with these, trying to pull the song up. <laughs> okay, here it is, you guys. This is for your It's a Word this morning for every mountain. Kirk Carr singers. I'll be back in a moment.
you guys, that's our It's a Word song, and I wanted to give you guys that for It's a Word. For every mountain, for the Kirk Carr singers, you guys should see that live. The live is really more awesome. The visual, you got to see it. It's dope, okay? All right, so that's our It's a Word segment for today, and I want to leave you with this for It's a Word, okay? This is a quote I really like. It says, over every mountain there is a path, although it may not be seen from the valley. Theodore Rose. Okay, so get that. Okay, think about that. Over every mountain there is a path, although it may not be seen from the valley. So think about that today. Even if you're down or if you're um, if you're in if you're looking from a down place, know that every mountain has a path. Okay, every block you think is there, it has a path, and sometimes you just can't see it from the valley. Okay. All right, so I just wanted to encourage y'all with that, okay, and hopefully the song encouraged y'all too. All right, okay, so now the song, you know, the show is getting ready to go back in the rest of you. <laughs> okay, so it's a, that was It's a Word, you guys. When I come back, when I come back, we're going to get into all this news. We're going to talk about President Trump. I said I already talked about the Mariah Carey stuff and all that. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about on the CC show today. So. Let's get it started. Okay, let's get started with, with some uh, with some uh, with one, another theme song. Okay, school and life. Beyonce. I feel like that's appropriate after that. Okay, <laughs> it's the CC show. I'll cry a lot. I'll be back in a moment, y'all. Okay.
All right, you guys. I am back on the Carolina Chatwood Show. It is time to get into the news. Okay. This week, child, <laughs> it's been a mess out there. Let me tell you something. I knew the Bri- – I told y'all. We, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about Brianna Taylor. I told you the case, there was a lot of – I knew when they started coming for her character that nothing was going to be done, okay? Um, and I'll tell you this. I knew when when the incident happened here in Dallas, Texas, about both of them, John, when somebody was able to walk, when a police officer was able to walk into somebody's house and shoot them and then say, well, I, it was an accident. I thought it was my house, and I thought they had broken in. And he was sitting on this thing, eating ice cream, catching and minding his business in his own place. And she only got 10 years for that. I knew at that point that some people were going to think it was open season on black people. And, you know, even after that, the Fort Worth incident happened here in Texas. A young lady in her house, somebody calls the police because they to do a wellness check. And she looks out her window, her back door, her back window while the police are in the backyard. And she is shot through her window. Yeah, so listen, I'm not surprised that a case like Breonna Taylor's, um, gets uh, nobody gets in trouble for it. And I knew it was going to be hard if they said that they were sent there. That's iffy. This is this is still a iffy one, but. This is according to MSN News and via USA Today. It says decision in Breonna Taylor shooting sparks protests around the nation. Uh, it says uh, police line the street in front of the first. Uh, this wait a minute, hold on, let me pull this. They're lining the street, I think, in front of um, First Unitarian Church, and after uh, golf balls were uh, being seen thrown from a nearby residential building in downtown Louisville. So in Louisville, they're really having uh, a lot of protests and stuff like that. Right before the election, uh, mind you, because sometimes, listen, <laughs> uh, it says police, uh, uh, let's see here, I'm trying to pull it out here, pull this article. Uh, sometimes right before election cycles, too, and that's another thing I'll say, um, especially the election cycle that's coming up now, um it it it's such a contentious one and it's for reasons that uh we really don't I think that most Americans don't understand. Uh I don't think it has much to do with domestic policy. I remember I heard once, I think it was Umar Johnson said domestic policy is set. It it's about for the elites, it's about foreign policy now and I don't think people under uh uh um under really understand that uh what what that is you know that i heard, you know i even had a friend i was out uh i was with hanging out with the other day an asian friend who said to me a friend of mine that happened to be asian okay and which is interesting because you'll see the different frame of thought on different things and one of the things she said to me is I don't like Trump, but I like him on foreign policy. And for that, I'm going to vote for him. And I was like, wow. It was interesting. And no argument for me there because I understood what she was saying. I understood 
uh, it's for her it was not the racial tone of America because she feels like America's always had that problem. America definitely has. It, it hasn't start. It didn't start under Trump. No matter what the celebrities tweet out and try to tell you. Uh, they, it, it started, I mean, racial uh, problems have been happening for a long time, and it reemerged in the press, reemerged in the press under, um, uh, under, uh, under o- uh, o- Obama. So uh, it, it, this, is, this is America's sickness, okay, uh, with race in America. And if you didn't grow up in the hood, a lot of times you don't understand sometimes the dynamics of the police in the neighborhood, you know, the the, the dynamics of what goes on in black neighborhoods. Uh, And a lot of times you will have people who think, oh, well, if, you know, if they've done something bad or if they're associated with somebody bad, uh, then this is, you know, this is what happens. But uh, no, a lot of times, you know, if you grew up in the hood, everybody knows somebody that's not sometimes not that great if you grew up in a lot of urban uh uh urban neighborhoods okay so to to trash her character to me was horrible um I really this has been this has been going on in neighborhoods for so long. Like I said, the a lot of people who grew up in different parts do not understand those dynamics, the dynamics of the police and then policing black neighborhoods and policing neighborhoods that are poverty stricken and sometimes how we can have less respect for the people in those neighborhoods. It's the same thing even in it's all across the board in just not just policing but health care uh economics everything you know if you go into urban neighborhood well now a lot of urban neighborhoods are being gentrified so that's a little different <laughs> it's turning a little different but if you went into urban ha- neighborhoods pre gentrification you would see the stark difference right and the stark difference of how people who mostly uh live in those urban neighborhoods which were what with some people would say ADOS African American descendants of slaves, uh, traditional Black Americans, foundational Black Americans, uh, live in live in those neighborhoods. Unless you're on one of the coast, like in New York, or New York is a very different experience. Let me just say that, by the way, New York, growing up in New York, is a very different experience than growing up in the Midwest and the South, in my opinion, or the middle in the middle or middle neighborhoods and stuff like that. Um, New York is very ethnically um, diverse, right? And so sometimes, you know, um, uh, a lot of people post, and let me just say this, uh, post uh, pre, pre uh, in the era I grew up in, the crack era and stuff like that, I think the New York City, I mean, New York City was more, have more ADOS in them now, but now you have a lot of black people also from different uh, a, a diverse black black people from diverse backgrounds. Whereas when you grew up in the Midwest, I hardly I mean when, I didn't know I hardly knew many uh, people who weren't court, culturally black except for when you know friends I had outside of the neighborhood or people uh, because my grandparents were good about that. But that was that was far in between. You you very seldom. A lot of our neighborhoods we had the school I went to was largely black and Hispanic. Mostly black, right? So, um, and when and I lived in a neighbor in a different 
like side of town too. So if you grew up in the '90s in that crack era and stuff in the Midwest and the South, your neighborhoods weren't feel like Hispanic, like in black and in, in, in say for instance in New York, uh, you might have known uh, Dominican black people, or Haitian, you know Haitian black people and stuff. We weren't like that in the Midwest. Or African black people, I know no Africans and stuff. So I got went to college. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Or I went to, I at my church, right? So you know, because I went to a white, a white church growing up. So I, that's that, that's the only, you know. So that it's 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 totally different what you get in those in the Midwest and South compared to you know when those in the '90s, early 2000s compared to uh, uh, now. And so I, so we may how we see race is probably significantly different in urban neighborhoods, significantly different than the coast. Like, you know, but um, except for California, in certain parts of California, because, you know, certain parts of California, like Compton and stuff like that, were in, in, in South Central and stuff like that, were heavily populated at one time with uh, ADOS or FBA or whatever. So, um, but you can see the stark difference in the neighborhoods, the stark difference in the treatment all across the board. And you saw heavy policing at times and all kinds of things. So much different uh, experience. And I think that's sometimes hard for white America to grasp, you know, that this unfair treatment has been going on, right? And um, I think it's a picture of classism in America, and it's also a picture of racism. So I think it's it's, it's, uh, both, but... Uh, it says family attorney is not giving up on murder or manslaughter charges for officers involved. This is according to CNN. I, I took another story because I couldn't. My story, that story I had up at first wasn't working. But it says uh, Brianna Taylor's family says they're heartbroken and outraged following the Kentucky attorney's general announcement that no officers are being charged directly in the killing of the 26-year-old aspiring nurse. I was reassured Wednesday of why I have no faith in the legal system, in the police, and the law that are not made to protect us black and brown people, Tamika Palmer. Taylor's mother wrote in a letter that was read out loud in a news conference Friday. Wednesday's announcement sparked public outrage and reignited protests in Louisville across the country. Before that, crowds gathered for months in Louisville to call for the arrest of three officers involved. But the investigations in Taylor's case are far from over, and family attorneys say they are not giving up for justice, okay? And so it sparks all kind of protests across the nation. I don't know if I believe much in protests anymore. I mean, you know. I mean, marching down the street, I really don't know, you know. Um, I I just really, I'm serious. I I really, I don't really, I, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know what it does anymore, you know. So, I, you know, and I'm really just kind of, I've become despondent and discouraged a little bit. But, um Here's what I say, and, I, I, you know, black people, we're always saying black and brown. Listen here, black people, we're going to have to start, you know, advocating for ourselves. I'm serious because, you know, uh, the Latino community is a very different experience than ADOS. It's a very different experience. And the Democrats have worked so hard for so many years to lump us all together. We are not the same. And hardly anybody, you see some people advocate for us, but not much, okay? 
And so it, uh, our black people have lost politically and have lost moves politically because we've had leaders, black leaders, celebrity leaders, all telling us uh, we black and brown, uh, we all black, and we ADOS, foundational Americans, are not uh, standing up for themselves. And I'm telling you right now, part of the push that I feel that is going on, and I, I shout out to, I always say this, even though I don't agree with everything they say, Antonio Moore and Yvette Cardinal has pushed that conversation for ADOS. They really have. They have pushed the conversation to the forefront. Now, you've got a lot of Democratic operatives out here, founding militant, trying to take it over <laughs> by making you think that you can get out and vote and vote it away or whatever. Listen, I'm not for, I'm telling people, I'm not telling people not to vote, but I'm telling people I agree with voting a down ballot. I, you know, I'm actually putting Mickey Mouse at the top, I'm, you know, who I'm voting for. I really see Mickey Mouse in office than the two bozos I see, uh, four bozos that I see uh, at, running for president. Uh, but uh, I think that we, we as black people have to be more strategic and more um, understanding that our experience in America is very different from anybody's experience in America, particularly ADOS. And when I say ADOS, for those of you who don't know, or when I say FBA, because some they splitting it up. But I really like ADOS, the the the, the name ADOS, American Descendants of Slaves. We have a very different experience from others, you know, other black, even other black people that have come from Jamaica or Haitian backgrounds or, or you know, or, uh, or any uh, Caribbean backgrounds, period. It's very different for us. So our experience in America is a different one, and to lump us all into the same bag is really tricky because we're very different. You know, uh, it, it's, it's a very, very different experience. And you might have grown up, even for those who grew up around ADOS, Right, if you grew up around the black experience, it's still when you go home, it's a different experience. You know what I'm saying? Like even in the Kansas City where I grew up, they had the the West Side, the Hispanic side. My my grandfather happened to be close to a lot of Spanish people. I went to school with a lot of Latino, uh, Mexican Mexican kids mostly. Right, I had some good friends, but however, our experiences and stuff were very different. We're not the same. Right, so uh, I think that's a, that we have to start uh, not letting, allowing the Democratic Party to start lumping us all up in, into the same thing, okay? Because we, the way you understand what has happened to somebody like Breonna Taylor, the way you understand what has happened to someone like George Floyd is rooted in the American descendant of slave experience. Other cultures might. Uh, uh, receive some receive prejudice, uh, prejudice against them, or some forms of racism. But the rooted rooted issues in America between African and with African Americans descendant of slaves are very different from that of a Caribbean person. Even though a Caribbean person may have went through slavery, uh, their family may have went through slavery. Say, for instance, if you're from Haiti. 
okay? But that is a very different experience, okay? That has nothing to do with the African-American. We may share some similarities, but it's not the same experience. And black people also have to endure Jim Crow and the Civil War and all so it's a very different experience what ADOS is experienced in America versus what other cultures experience. Because a lot of times you will hear, uh, you know, you will hear sometimes even, you know, that that like not understanding uh, why black African Americans go through what they go through in this country. Like, you know, other immigrant groups have been able to come over and make it. Well, um, you're different. Our roots are different here. Our experience is different here. It's not the same as a South African person's experience coming over here from South Africa. Now, South Africa has a lot of similarities with African Americans because of apartheid, but it is not the same thing, okay? So I think sometimes when we look at the root of when we're starting to, when we want to try to understand what has happened to Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, you have to look at the African-American experience in America in order to understand it. And anyone else who who happens to be residual uh, 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 crimes, like somebody like the young man who here in Texas who, who was shot in his home who happened to be a black man, but he was of Caribbean descent. Well, the residual of that, it, it, it happens, you know, that, that that's a residual from having just happened to be black in America. But the core of it and how we deal with what's specifically going on with African-American people and the racial war that has been against them, against us for generation after generation after generation now, we have to deal with it in a different way. We just do. You know, I even I even thought about the way that Bokum John, Bokum John, his family handled it. Handled it. I was like, wow. You know, they were very. They was like people were. They were hugging Amber and I Geiger in church. I mean, in, in court. And I understood their 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 need to forgive because for, forgiving heals you. You no matter what people say, they can say is coonish or whatever. It does heal you. But I didn't think that was the place for it, and I thought that was a lack of understanding for the people who live with it from day. See, they were going to go, his family were going back to where the, whatever, the Caribbean island they were from. I think they were from, was this family from Jamaica or something like that? I forgot. But they were going back. His mother was actually a, 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 a governmental official, I believe, over there, okay? So, Pretty nice life, but the black people would have to endure the repercussions from what happened to him. Somewhat like he had to endure repercussions from what happened to what's happened to us over the centuries. Okay, so um, all I'm saying is that how we black people, how we start dealing with race in America, and how we start doing, I, I feel like we have to start advocating for ourselves particularly African-American descendants of slaves, and start to see ourselves in ourselves how these problems are rooted in our, um, our on, th- over, on things that haven't been addressed in the African-American community for centuries in America, okay? And it, we have to understand that our experience is very different. And then once we understand that, then we can begin to start tackling some of the problems 
that uh, ADOS people face, and uh, especially people like Breonna Taylor. That doesn't mean that because you're black in America and you're a different culture, you won't experience racism. Yes, you will. But it is very different from the pe- for the people who are rooted. I believe like t- stories of people like Breonna Taylor and George Floyd is is deeply rooted what happened to them in the experience of ADOS and the fact of ADOS is being um, unfairly uh, casted to the bottom. And it's due to slavery and institutional racism, Jim Crow, and many things that we've had to face. And so that's why a lot of us will find ourselves a lot of African-American people will find themselves looking at uh, looking at violence from police because of the neighborhoods we grew up in, the things that happened, and the things that, that uh, this whole, this nation has created as a result from the, from the first slave ships coming over here and the result of that, okay? So very interesting. I can't tell y'all. I'm really, you know, tired. I, I really, I, I've been disengaged. I can't lie to you. I, I you know, um, yeah, because it's just really disturbing at this point. Um, but nothing that black folks ain't dealt with for for a long time ago. If our what our uh, grandparents endured and great grandparents endured is far more <laughs> was far more rough than this. Even though it's it's horrible, it still was far more. So I think that um, wow. But we're still enduring this. It's it's, it's very sad. Okay. Um, let me go on. Speaking of this this week, Trump. Speaking of the election. Uh, speaking of the Breonna Taylor situation, Trump this week, unlike the Democrats, okay, unveiled a plat a platinum plan for Black America. Okay. Now the Democrats haven't said well. They they did say something. Was it Kamala Harris that said, "I can't do nothing. We can't do nothing for just Black people." They heard it said that. That was Kamala Harris. Okay. Trump. The Democrats have let uh, Trump kind of uh, come out with him now. Is the black empowerment plan that good? Um, certain parts, but most of it's tired, okay? <laughs> there. Uh, let me see here. Let's pull this up. Got it here. Okay, I thought I had it up, you guys. Oh, there it is. Okay, he uh, he calls it the platinum plan for black America. But to me, you know, <clears throat> people like Donald Trump, they have they're going to have to talk to community leaders like especially people who understand the numbers to me like Yvette Carnell and and Antonio Moore because I think Yvette and Antonio have done such a great job. Even though I don't agree with everything, but I I mostly agree with a lot of things. I think they've done such a great job at understanding the data and the facts, and they've done such a good job to bring it to the forefront of what African Americans are facing in this country if we don't get, uh, we don't look at reparations, okay? 
So, uh, but here's this is from CNN. It says President Donald Trump unveiled a plan aimed at winning over Black Americans on Friday, less than two months before Election Day, largely expanding upon the existing economic related initiatives the president established in his first term. Okay, the proposals include prosecuting the Ku Klux Klan and Antifa as terrorist organizations making Juneteenth a federal holiday, and efforts to foster black economic prosperity. During an Atlanta event announcing that was deemed uh, the Black Economic Empowerment Platinum Plan, Trump sought to draw a contrast between his plan for the African-American community and Joe Biden's proposals, arguing that the former vice president inflicted damage on the black community over the last 47 years he spent Working in Washington Now I, I can't disagree with that <laughs> Not that he's had a great day. He's had a great effect either Okay, Trump garnered just 8% of the black elector, Electorate in, in 2016 and an average Of recent 2020 polls Shows Biden leading Trump with the black Voters by an 83% To 8% or 75% Margin the only, They only care about themselves Whatever that means my opponent is offering black Americans nothing but the same old tired, empty slogans, Trump argued. The president has presented different messages on race when playing to a different audience. He's defended Confederate symbols. He's called the Black Lives Matter movement a symbol of hate, which I totally disagree with. But I, I don't, I'm not necessarily for the Black Lives Matter movement either. I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a weird, ambivalent movement, but that's a different thing, okay? says, uh, days after retweeting and then deleting that video included a Florida supporter shouting white power. The White House has maintained that Trump did not hear supporters say that phrase. But on Friday, the president spoke about pillars of the plane in a broad term, saying that among other proposals, he would he would be building up a, a peaceful urban neighborhood uh, with the highest standards of policing, bringing fairness to the justices, them, expanding school choice, increasing black home ownership, and creating a national clemency project to right wrongful persecutions and to pardon individuals who have reformed their lives. The proposal borrows efforts from proposals by other Republicans, such as South Carolina Tim, Senator Tim Scott, who played a vital role in the establishment of opportunity zones and remains the sole black Republican in the Senate, Okay. For example, Trump plans plans proposed making lynching a national hate crime. In 2019, Scott co-sponsored legislation to make lynching a hate crime alongside none other than California Democratic Senator Kamala Harris, who is now the Democratic Vice Presidential nominee. But uh, that, and, and, and let me just say this, that was not lynch crimes just specifically geared to African Americans. One of the reasons they were doing that, they were really oddly pushing a gay, a gay, gay hate crimes along with this, which is good, but it's just mostly we get dumped, lumped into a lot of different things. Okay, it says as demonstrations rocked the country this summer, protesting against police brutality and racism following the death of George Floyd, and the president sought to console Black Americans who have died as a result of the police violence. How, violence, however, he has consistently delivered a law and order message, calling demonstrators thugs and anarchists, and rebuking what he said was protesters model, okay? <clears throat> Let me just say this, okay? He went to Atlanta, I feel like, to speak because uh, you have a lot of African Americans who are in business and up and coming, and I quite as kept, I actually think Trump is going to get more the African American votes probably secretly this time, okay? A lot of people just don't want to say they're interested in Trump, okay? Um, 
this is a problem for the Democrats because the Democrats, uh, they do the same thing Trump is doing. They say one thing, but they end up, their policy ends up creating another thing, <laughs> right? And so I see both of these parties as problematic. I see Trump is not going far enough and not understanding the poverty level in, in, in the African-American community and that <clears throat> just talking, even though I love the idea of ownership and business ownership, just talking business ownership is not going to uh, deal with the problems that African-Americans have economically. Personally, my 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 feeling is reparations will help solve a lot of to even up a lot of problems, but it depends on how that reparations is delivered, how that package is delivered, and what it is. Okay, and there has to be a look at the data, like understanding the data of maybe I don't agree with completely with Antonio and Yvette sometimes about how what what their reparations should look like, and I don't think they really. Have a, they have somewhat of a picture, but it's the, I think that requires sitting at a table once people have decided. I definitely don't agree with HR 40. I think HR HR 40 is being led by Shirley Shirley was it from Houston? She's really her her thing. She's really Jamaican, so I feel like ABOS, a, a movement that is Lord that is for ABS, should not be led by somebody with a Jamaican background. Okay, this is that. I mean. I'm not quite understanding because reparations for Jamaicans would be different. That would be dealing with the, the islands would be dealing with Europe, uh, with Britain, I think. So I, I, I'm Caribbean, I think, certain parts of Europe or, or, or France or something like that. So, I, I yeah, I, I don't understand. Americans, when we're talking about uh, reparations for Americans, we need a person who is a descendant of slaves slaves to be leading that effort, and H.R. 40 doesn't sound like a reparations effort, okay? Um, I actually believe there has to be a look at, at the data, has to be an understanding of where black people are, uh, have to understand where specifically what, how racism has hurt uh, African Americans. And we have to look at government coming in and making things right. Government needs to, gov- unfortunately, in America, because America has become a place, is, America is still a place of uh, institutional racism, uh, government has got to set laws that help us even out the playing field, that helps uh, black American business to thrive, that helps and black American business thrives from usually black people. And so we have to make sure, ensure that black people are thriving. If black people ain't thriving, then it's hard for black business to stand. Okay, so even, and, and that's why I say to all these entertainers who selling Democratic uh, initiatives and stuff, they so dumb, especially if you, uh, uh, no offense, they ain't dumb. Y'all just so off, and it's the wrong thing to say you're so dumb. You're just so off of the uh, 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 of the train. You don't understand that if black people are doing bad in America, if ADOS is doing bad in America, and you're an R&B singer or you're a, a black inter- movie star, we come to see your movies. We play your records, okay? If we're doing bad, you do bad. <laughs> we ain't buying no tickets. If by 2030 we going to be broke, we what y'all going to do? Okay? You can go over there and try to cross over the pop if you want to. 
okay? But you see how they treat, it's very few that can cross over the pot, okay? So I, this, this is, this is what I'm just saying, that it, 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 when I see those, when I see a lot of celebrities pushing certain things, and, oh, we got to vote, we got to get up here, that's because they don't understand data, they don't understand numbers, and I do believe in voting, basically, especially on the local levels, okay? Local is important. Your local, is, to me, it's more important than federal. Federal is kind of a, a wash, but it's it's more important, but it's also important in letting your voice be known that you don't have to, whether you, I ain't got to vote for one of y'all, I ain't got to vote for the lesser of two evils. I don't have to do that. I don't like neither one of y'all. And I'd rather see Donald Duck in there than you, okay? Democrats, I'd rather see Donald Duck. I don't care if Trump gets back in. I don't care, okay, because that don't scare me. You scare me. Lying. Every four years, lying and saying you my friend, you scared me. I'd rather have my enemy in there where I can see him than you, because you are an enemy that I can't see. <sighs> it's what it is. But Trump has come up with some sort of plan. At least he got a plan, and he went to Atlanta to these business people. And I'm going to tell you all quietly, it's going to be some people that's going to vote for Trump. I really actually think Trump might get back in. I actually think, because I think unless something happens between now and then, I actually see it may happen. And I actually do see a huge issue in happening with the I think the Democrats are trying to cheat. I think the post office is a dumb move. I, I really do. I really think people uh, should, I think, it, I think it will flood the system and overwhelm the system, and they fucking know that, okay? I think they know they got a losing ticket over there with Biden and Kamala. I'm able to say that. So they, get, they probably got to cheat. They talking about Donald Trump cheating and not wanting to give up his seat. No, he not probably want to give up. And not just, I'm not making that, because a lot of people think I be taking up for him. I don't. I just be trying to let people see two sides to understand the, the game, okay? Donald Trump over here knows that uh, Kamala Harris is going to, they think Kamala's going to be president. Let me tell you something. White America is not that ready for Kamala Harris. Why she's ambiguous? Nobody know what she is, or what she, or where she is. She keeps, she jumps from everything. I'm Indian, black. I HBCU. Yesterday she was talking about Tupac was still alive. I don't know what the hell she was talking about. She said, my girl asked her, "What's the best? What's the best rapper alive that you like?" And she talking about Tupac Shakur. Yeah. I, I just, but Kamala is. She's, she, 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 she's close. She clothes herself in whatever she needs to be. And she's a woman. If they ain't comfortable with Hillary Clinton being president, no, they ain't comfortable with your ass, okay? So I know it's a trick bag over there. And Donald Trump do too. Okay? So that's why he's talking about he ain't giving up, he may not give up transition of power so easily, uh, maybe, or his people. He's not going to say to not fight for it because he's saying that there may be some shenanigans going on. And I say there could be shenanigans on both sides, but definitely Democrats. Because the Democrats got the most to lose, which brings me to Ruth Ginsburg, Ginsburg, who's who's, uh, she lies in state this week, and she's the first Jewish woman to do so at the Capitol, I think. And it brings me to Donald Trump being booed. I saw that, and it was disrespectful as fuck to me. I should tell y'all, I think y'all disrespectful as fuck when y'all sitting up there boring somebody at the funeral. Okay, this is a woman's funeral. Ain't time to you to play, play into political theater because power does not. 
That's what I told people about when Donald Trump was getting becoming president. I said everybody's going to show up at his his uh, his uh, when he was uh, when they have the thing that they come and they transfer power and the inauguration. I said everybody's going to show up. All the Democrats, everybody, because power respects power. Political theater is for you. It's for you to fight a battle on your Facebook pages and your Instagram and Twitter pages and stuff. But real power respects power, even if they don't like them. They understand the game. And everybody was there. Hillary Clinton even had her ass there. Why? Because they understand power, respect power, even if it's two white supremacy fractions fighting against each other, nationalism and globalism. But yet power respects power. You booing, they don't give a shit about it. They're like, eh, this is theater. That just, that's just a, a part of the game. And I think we got to understand that as people, that these fractions, they're about that life. They don't care about that. No, these are people who sit in the back rooms and make deals with each other and have lunch with each other and friends with each other. Y'all know Hillary Clinton and, 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 and Donald Trump and them used to run around together in New York? Shit, these celebrities who's talking shit now about Donald Trump, half of them used to be Donald Trump's friends. I'm telling y'all what it is. Hey, hey, don't believe me? Go look shit up. You used to go to hang with Donald Trump and all that. And probably will in about 10 years when he gets out of office, if he gets out of office. Because power respects power. And if they don't hang out, they will make back rooms and secret deals with each other. Because that's the way shit goes. They only not disrespect each other for your amusement and entertainment and to distract you. But the truth is, they don't give a shit about you. Why you out there booing? So you got to understand the game. It's a game. Politics is a game, and you need to understand it. Both sides of the coin. And nobody in politics can be your friend. You shouldn't be cheering for one group and booing for another. They all ain't shit. <laughs> that's how you got to look at them. As the people, your job, and that's how the people maintain power. The people have lost power because you think you got friends up there. But when people understand that, when you understand that the ideas of absolute power corrupts, when you understand the ideas of power and stuff like that, the people maintain the power because the people understand none of these people are our friends. We control them. We control their policies. We control their politics. And they need to be afraid of us. But they're not so afraid of you anymore because they know you bought into the bullshit. So it is what it is, which talks about which we come into Donald Trump's Supreme Court case, Supreme Court nominee, and this is partly why I, I, I'm partly thinking Ruth Ginsburg because she, you need to say this, and this is just Carlotta One Hundred One's opinion. Okay, I don't know everything about politics and all that, but it's just my opinion. I personally think Ruth Ginsburg, Ruth Ginsburg. Cause she, that's that lady held on a long time trying to hold on to that seat. She fought her ass off that that, that uh, 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 staying for her health so that she she would hope, you know, she was hoping that somebody else would get in there. Okay, 
But sometimes people realize, let me go on to Gloria and rest because I see the writing on the wall. My personal opinion is she probably may have seen the writing on the wall and saw the Democrats is going to fuck this up. He about to be president. I might as well just go on and give up. I, I might as well go on and lay myself to rest because the Democrats is about to give it away. Donald Trump has picked his Supreme, that people are thinking has picked the Supreme Court nominee for this week that he wants to replace uh, Ruth Ginsburg. They said he's set to, uh, to set a name Supreme Court pick says he sows fears of election chaos. This is according to CNN. You know it's got to be CNN when I say the chaos and all that. Has President Donald Trump continued, uh, let's see, it says, uh, has President Donald Trump continued to sow doubt and uncertainty about the election? He's set to announce his third Supreme Court nominee in the Rose Garden Saturday. The capstone, has he already done it yet? Let me look. Is we on the air? So let's see if he's done it. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people are thinking he's going to uh, uh, choose Coney Barrett, which is a white woman. Which is Trump. I mean, I wouldn't have picked a white woman, but okay. Uh, to sow doubt and uncertainty about the election, he said to announce his third Supreme Court nominee uh, in the Rose Garden Saturday. The capstone of the a promise he made four years ago to name a long line of conservative judges who will reshape the courts for generations. We have tremendous unity in the party. Now, remember this, okay? Conservatives are usually favorable to business. Remember, Donald Trump is a businessman, okay? So I, I, I want people to understand how they meet. When you always got to follow money. <laughs> uh, we have tremendous unity in the party, Trump said. But Supreme Court nominees, what did I tell you? They're tricky. Supreme Court nom- Supreme Court justices are tricky. They You got some who are stern and stay the path, like when Scalia was alive, he stayed the path of a true conservative. People could read him. Clarence Thomas, you know, you got some people. But some are tricky. Sometimes you get somebody who you think is conservative, but they, they, they have slightly, sometimes they may slightly bend to the left, like Justice Roberts, right? So Supreme Court judges can be a trick bag. <laughs> right? So it says, and plus how they're set up in the Supreme Court to me, makes them, in my personal opinion, easy and ripe for manipulation. That's just my personal opinion. They're easy and ripe for manipulation from outside sources because they have lifetime appointments and um, they 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 judge once on huge um, interests of the country, okay? So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting to me. But uh, it says, we have tremendous unity in the party, Trump said, of his Supreme Court pick during a campaign rally in Newport, Virginia, on Friday night, adding that getting his nominee confirmed would be a great victory ahead of November 3rd. They say the biggest thing you can do as president is the appointment of judges, but especially the appointment of Supreme Court justices. That's the single biggest thing a president can do because it sets the tone for the country for 40 years 50 years. The president expects the choice of Amy Coney Barrett, 48, a federal appellate judge and a Notre Dame professor who was a law clerk for the late Justice Antonin Scalia, which we just talked about. I just talked about Justice Scalia in the late 1990s. 
uh, would further shift the balance of the court to the right, potentially ahead of con- of a consequential case on the health care that will be heard this heard a week after election. Barrett expected nomination just one week after the death of Justice Ruth Ginsburg would inject another polarizing and unpredictable dynamic into the presidential race at a time of great anxiety for Americans. Trump this week tried to keep the public attention away from the coronavirus pandemic as a number of cases uh, ticked past 7 million. But listen, I don't pay attention to CNN's death ticker, okay, because CNN's death ticker, uh, my personal opinion is the more they test people, of course the numbers are going to go up, and there is no distinguishing in the numbers of whether those people, those are people who have had the virus and already been through it, Right, and they just have you know antibodies or something like that. Are people who um, have you know are are testing positive right at this time for the virus? Okay, so that's tricky. Okay, uh, it says Trump uh, this week. Uh, they said, but in the end, but in in the lead up to his nomination announcement, Trump has only managed to create more anxiety. His refusal to commit to a peaceful transfer of power raised the speech specter that America will be transformed into a banana republic in November. If Democratic Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden wins, the president contradicted his own FBI director by arguing that the election is rife with fraud and rigged against him, even though there's no evidence uh, to support that theory. Theory, of course, there's no evidence. Most people don't find out about fraud of elections maybe till years later, if never. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna play a trick, you don't see it before it's coming. Right, but I, people can understand it can be tricky if you put a lot of load on a post office of the, of the United States post office. I mean, look at their asses at Christmas time. <laughs> you better send your shit off early. <laughs> oh boy, they funny to me. Okay. Uh, while he was stirring more chaos, Ginsburg's death created another welcome distraction for Trump, a chance to remind conservatives, some of whom have uh, soured on the president during the pandemic, the redeeming power of Trump's White House is an appointment of an unprecedented number of federal judges in his first term, okay? Uh, many Democrats view Trump's expected choice of Barrett, whom he's appointed to the seventh U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, which he's done more than any president, has a direct rebuke to the legacy of Ginsburg, a liberal icon and staunch defender of abortion rights. Based on Barrett's judicial philosophy and her past writing, Democrats have argued this week that if she's named to the court, solidifying a 6-3 to three conservative majority will likely have a hand in rolling back abortion rights and striking, striking down Affordable uh, Care Act. The Supreme Court plans to hear oral arguments a week after the election, on the future of Affordable Care Act. Listen, this is what happens. This is what happens. I, I don't like that the Supreme Court is political at all. I understand. I wish people could just go in and judge. I feel like they should have, it should be, like they say it's only nine judges sitting on the court, but I forget. But I really, my personal opinion about this, should, I just was thinking this week, like even it would be cool because if they just had, you know, if we had eight uh, uh, judges. I was trying. We were trying to think of different ways. You know, they could do the Supreme Court. And I was thinking about eight judges and one citizen judge because they also, you know, because citizens always uh, citizens are a part is a, a part of the peer group. Like they need to rewrite how the uh, the Supreme Court is seen. But it would be cool to have 
a, a citizen judge, that's that would be my dream thing. Who is uh, um, who who could be independent, Democrat, or um, or uh, or conservative? And every year they're chosen to sit with the court and make decisions. Every time they meet in the summer, uh, a random citizen is picked. A random one. To sit on the court and help make decisions and be the break, like and, and keep it e- keep the court even except for one uh, person. That can be tricky. I know, I know they can manipulate the system, but that's they need something other than this. I hate that it's so uh, it, it becomes so political. You know what I'm saying? And it's up to these nine people. But it is what it is. And for years, you know, Democrats, if you had your chance to pick, you'd be big, right? Uh, and you'd be stacking the court, too. thing about it is the Democrats don't understand this is the result of Obama and his lack of, of care about this is why you guys lost the last election. First of all, you lost the last election because you picked Hillary. Bad choice. Bad, bad, bad choice. Secondly, you lost the election because you had a lackadaisical president who did not endear one of the main constituents of your base, which was his own people, African Americans. So they didn't show up second time to vote. Even though it's not our fault, because mostly white people ran over to vote for uh, 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 Trump, and 30% of Hispanics voted for Trump. Okay? So it's really not our fault. But if you want to look at it as why the black people weren't that enthused to go out and vote for Hillary. So I see the Democrats as having a problem with understanding what they've done to cause this. And it's unfortunate for them. And Donald Trump probably more than likely, unless something happens, will get that nominee through. Okay, so very interesting, okay? Then also this week I saw another interesting article about the middle class, right? And since since the COVID-19 is saying the middle class reached the end of their rope during uh, Trump's COVID-19 crisis and the Senate still won't do anything. And it says uh, the hold on evictions, this is according according to rawstory.com, it says the hold on evictions has sunset, the extra unemployment help has expired, and far too much COVID-19 bailout money went to companies and corporations instead of Americans. The middle class that Republicans claim to support so fully now reached the end of their rope, and the GOP has shifted from the coronavirus stimulus to passing through a new Supreme Court justice. And trust me, they're going to do that. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal walked through the way in which the pandemic has wreaked havoc on Americans who are now so far in debt as a result of the crisis that they fear they'll never come out of it, okay? But to me, that wasn't just Donald Trump's fault. That's also uh, 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 that's also the, uh, the COVID-19 situation of pe- making people stay in the house, uh Businesses had to sh- shut down. I mean, it's a it's a huge shift, and I'm still wondering if it's something that we had to do. Okay, so um, it's saying it frustrates me not to be able to earn a living. Uh, this uh, this is a person, Alicia Hopkins, a successful attorney who made a comfortable living, but now fears she will never claw her way out of this situation. Uh, I have a law degree, almost 20 years of practice. She and her husband were bringing in 175000 a year with a mortgage, car, leases, student loans, and credit card debt. 
Now their situation seems outright hopeless. They're not the only ones. Millions of Americans have lost jobs during the pandemic that kept restaurants, shops, and public institutions closed for months and hit the travel industry hard. While lower-wage workers have borne uh, the brunt and the crisis of wreaking, havoc, wreaking a particular kind of havoc on the debt-laden middle class, notes the journal. Okay, so there is a, you know, the middle classes, really. I said, I really say that... Um, this is going to this this pandemic is really going to change the middle class. It could change it for a number of years, and I really don't see we're really seeing the effects of it yet. I actually think we'll see it a good two years into the next presidency, okay? And depending on who gets in, okay, because it can it can it can be a number of ways that that's going to be reflected. But I still think no matter who gets in, we're still going to see the effects of shutting down the country for that time and how it has had an effect, especially on middle-class people who are running small uh, businesses and things like that, and even and, and on things such as entertainment, how we do entertainment and how we uh, go out and stuff like that. How is it, how, how is it going to change uh, these next uh, few years? It's going to be interesting, okay? Uh, so, you guys. That's the news on that part. When I come back, we're going to get into, uh, can we talk about Trump's plan? We talked about, uh, we talked about the crowds booing Melania and them. When I come back, we're going to get on this. I'm going to talk about the Jaguar Wright. Talking about we're going to get some celebrity news. Jaguar Wright talking about Mary J. Blige and everybody else this week. <laughs> you from the late 90s or Earth? Early 2000 shit. You might be, you might duck your head with uh, uh, if you were in the entertainment business during that time. You might duck your head with Jaguar talking. She out here passing throwing, throwing. <laughs> she out here shooting bullets. <laughs> right. Okay. So we gonna talk about that, and we gonna talk about uh, what else I wanna talk to y'all about? Uh, Tory Lanez racist silence on May the uh, stallion shooting now. Okay. Let me just say this. Okay, because I listen to Tasha K sometimes on, on, uh, on. Um, I know there was some contra- controversy around Tasha K this week too, but there were, I was listening to Tasha K sometimes her wine on on YouTube channel, and she actually told this story kind of a, a month, a, a while back when it first happened. So uh, I don't. I'm going to talk about Tory Lanez. Do I think Tory Lanez is lying? At first, I was like, "This dude, what are you talking about? You didn't shoot her." But now I'm not so sure. So we'll we'll talk about that, and then we'll uh, talk about uh, uh, Tony Braxton talking about verses, and and we'll talk about Mariah Carey uh, talking about Derek Jeter, honey. Yeah, y'all know my friends. No, I used to love me some Derek Jeter, okay? Because I'm a big Yankees fan, okay? I thought Derek Jeter was fun. Let's talk about Mariah Carey was going with Derek Jeter when she said he was her catalyst for getting out of her marriage. All right now, all right, sis, don't tell the truth. Tell the truth, same shame the devil. Okay, so we're gonna listen to Mariah Carey uh, talk about when she talked to Oprah this week and she's been opening up because you know she got that memoirs coming out. So we'll do this and a whole lot more when I come back. Meanwhile, we gotta take a little break. We're gonna listen to okay. Um, you know, I had it set up for what I wanted out of here, but. I never, you know, I always think I'm going to have it set up and then it go left. <laughs> All right, so let me uh, let me get this. What's the song I want to get? I wanted to play for you guys when we go on break. 
Y'all like, Carlotta, what? what is the deal? Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys, this is what we're going to play, okay? I like this one, okay? I love this song. Uh, it is an old one, okay? And it's from Mint Condition. I love me some Mint Condition, all right? You send me swinging. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment. You send me swinging. Oh, you send me swinging.
show. I am back. That was Janae with Crush. That's an old school one, okay? Okay, so we are back and we are talking. Uh, now we're getting into getting a little bit to celebrity news out here. Tory Lanez breaks his silence on Meg The Stallion shooting allegation on new album. Child, that's, that was a hot mess. Let me tell you something. I don't know. I ain't never heard of Tory Lanez before. I didn't hear his music. I mean, y'all know I'm drinking, right? Y'all can hear the can y'all hear the can popping quick. <laughs> this is a messy show. <laughs> but uh, I ain't never I had never heard of Tory Lanez before. I, mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm old like that. I was like, what? I mean, I was like, who is it? And when I heard the rap album, I was like, Lord have mercy, what is this? I, it was a it was a lot of noise. But that's how he broke his silence this week. Okay. Drinking tight, y'all. Y'all know how messy I be doing around here. Okay, it says, Tory Lane spoke out against Megan Thee Stallion, a shooting allegation on his album Daystar out Friday, saying she's trying to frame me because I would never put you in no danger. Okay? Now, Tasha K talked about this last night on, on like, y'all got to go over to the, the Tasha K site, okay? Because I don't tell her why. Y'all go, I mean, I mean, sometimes I tell it where after it's been out for a while, but y'all go over there to her thing. And listen, because she talked about this, and she kind of talked about this a little earlier, um, kind of in the year. I mean, she kind of already, I mean, talked about, not earlier in the year, but when it happened, okay? Uh, but it says, this is according to eonline.com. They're saying Tory Lanez is denying the allegations that he shot and injured Megan Thee Stallion in, new, in July. On his new album, Daystar, which dropped Friday, September 25th, the rapper claimed he was framed for the incident, saying, I would never put you into danger. In the op- opener, Money Over Fallouts, Tory rapped, making people trying to frame me for a shooting. But them boys ain't clean enough. He questioned, how the fuck you get shot in your foot? Don't hit no bones or tendons. The 28-year-old doubled down on the claim that he's being um, set up, saying, Y'all can play me, y'all can frame me, but I'm going to reach the top. I would never put you in no danger, and if I did, you would have said it when you seen the cops. Hmm. He make a good-ass point, because you showed me in my foot, I'm telling. You're not going to shoot me in my foot. Shit. And not me not telling now. I, 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 I couldn't understand about the whole thing. She wanted everybody. And I know a lot of these rappers, see, because it's Jay-Z and them over there. I never trust y'all celebrities when it comes to Jay-Z and Beyonce and stuff. I never trust that shit. Sorry, no offense. Because y'all all be coming out. Eh, 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 eh. I suddenly, everybody coming out, protect Megan. All these big rappers who never spoke up for uh, uh, for uh, some, t- uh, you know, women suddenly come out. <laughs> Don't uh, you you lame you this you this and that I'm like whatever I just don't buy it I think they just trying to be in I don't know if Tory did this or not I think he crazy enough his his birth look like he crazy enough to do this shit because he's like a cancer moon he looked like he possibly could have I don't know but I know something happened but I I Megan's behavior is making me think that she didn't get shot because my ass was said he done shot me he shot me. You shoot me, you shoot me in my toe. I'm telling, shit. <laughs> right? Okay. It ain't funny. I ain't laughing at the situation because I don't want y'all to be talking about. I ain't out here protecting no black woman, no. Because I feel like Megan ain't protecting her damn self. Because he, if Tory shot 
got my ass, Tori's ass be under the jail right now, okay? Said so the 28-year-old doubled down on the claim of being set up, and I, I, read that, I read that part. It said, Megan revealed in July that she was grateful to be alive after suffering from gunshot wounds to her feet. The Los Angeles Police Department confirmed there were shots fired. Uh-oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. The, the police department confirmed there were shots fired. They didn't say nobody got shot. Investigation on July the 12th led to the arrest of Tory, a.k.a. Daystar Peterson. Tory made the 35000 bail and the is, is set to appear in court on October 13th. Now, that's where we'll get the truth. What they do. Okay, so he, is he up on gun charges or Okay, I'm not sure. We got to see that. He said, five weeks later, Megan alleged Tori was the man that shot her. Yes, this nigga shot me. That's what they say. She, uh, shot me, she said on social media. You shot me and you got your public and your people going to these blogs lying and shit. Stop lying. Tori hasn't been officially charged for the shooting, and the incident is still under investigation by the LAPD. A source familiar with the investigation told E! News, that law enforcement has the bullets that were taken out of Megan's foot. Okay, so something went in her foot. Okay, so they said she was shot. Now the now now the story that they're saying y'all gotta go over and listen to Tasha K. It was a struggle. Okay, that it wasn't really what something didn't happen. Something is something didn't happen the way it's, it's supposed to happen. I don't know. I know I'm telling on somebody to shot me. That's all I know. That's why I couldn't get with Megan talking about black women are unprotected and stuff. Because I'm like, well, shit, you better call. Then you need to tell the police if you feel like you unprotected. You only unprotected. You didn't call. You didn't tell the police who shot you. Talking about you was from the street, girl. You ain't no street. You ain't from the street right now. You you is a a, a female rapper who is number one of the biggest female rappers right now on the chart. Getting ready to launch your career, and this Negro, I'm gonna shot you in your toe, and you talking about you from the streets? Hell to the now, as Whitney Houston used to say, hell to the now, now, now. I'm sitting, I'm telling you, almost took me out, and you gonna sit around here and get be free, and you almost, you could have shot me in my chest. Ain't no way, I'm not telling, telling, I'm telling. There's that's not snitching. He shot her, telling. <laughs> And it says, Tori hasn't been officially charged for the shooting, and the incident is still under investigation, okay? Uh, they say on Friday, now they said sources tell uh, a source familiar with the investigation. Now, we don't know what that means. Now, she, they may have bullets from her foot. They may not mean, uh, have it, okay? It says, on Friday, September 25th, Megan's team swiftly aimed to discredit Tori's lyrics, and her lawyer, Alec, Alex Sparrow, described this, this, uh, described. The E! News has a smear campaign that can't change the truth. The attorney said, we have been made aware of the manipulated text message and invented email accounts that have been decimated through the media in a calculated attempt to peddle a false narrative. Toy fired back and look at how God works, singing, I would never put my hands on a woman, dog. I would never let let it blame, a wo- blame on a woman, dog. As for the night of the shooting, he recalls, I wasn't wrong. I wasn't the wrong one that night. You was just too drunk to even see it. He rapped on the first 17 tracks, and I thought that you were solid too. But look at how you doing me. Look at how you doing me. People trying to ruin me. Elaborating on the people trying to ruin him, Tory name dropped uh, Kalani and Kosh Page for not supporting him in the aftermath. 
Kalani removed Tori from her deluxe album, It Was Good Until It Wasn't, to stand behind WAP singer Meg. I got nothing but love to spread, but niggas hate me. It hurt me, hurt my heart to see them Twitter fingers come from Kalani and Kosh pages. He sung later, adding, Kalani hops on the news like it was something to prove, like me and her wasn't cool But I, when I was friends with you for six years. Fellow singer Hosley rushed to make his defense Friday writing on Twitter, I really can't believe whoever is listening to this and letting this man speak on and profit off of his violence towards someone we knew and loved. I disagree. Tori, Tori is not letting him benefit. The reason why the story is not clear is because Megan needs to participate over there to the police. If you ain't telling the police what the fuck happened to you, I'm going to feel like they nothing happened to you. I agree. I, that's not dogging Megan the Stallion. I believe something happened to her because I believe his birth truck, his birth truck looked like he crazy as fuck. Okay? He might have shot her ass, but she needs to tell the police. You don't, to me, protection, who are you? You, you want to yell. You, you want to be mad at people for joking on it. You want to be mad at people for getting upset, but you're not taking it serious by, particip- per, by getting with the police and telling what happened that night. Okay, so to me, if you can't do that, to me, he can sit out here and um, sit and go around and get and wrap these conspiracy theories or wrap this shit that makes you look bad because you did not participate. Talking about some, uh, did not uh, tell the police what happened to you. Talking about some street shit, and you a number one rapper on a rap chart. She doesn't forgot. She don't know where the hell she is. Are you in the streets of Houston? Or you got your ass up here in Hollywood singing and rapping and shit at Kylie Jenner's house. Where the hell is you at? Where the hell is you at, Megan? Are you still on the streets of Houston doing the shit you was doing? I don't know what the, whatever you was doing. Can we, what Are you still out there hanging out in the hood in Houston? Or is your ass at Kylie Jenner's house hanging out? I mean, shit. It's far different. It's two far different worlds. And, girl... Ain't nobody going to believe. I know a lot of people going to run to your defense. A lot of these celebrities going to be like, these women, women need to be protected because they want to kiss Jay-Z's ass. But, however, I believe it. But you got to believe it. And you need to tell the police. And whoever advised you against telling the police, bad deal. Because now this fool is out here making people doubt your story. And it is looking doubtful. Because like I said, somebody shoot me in my toes that helped me make money. You going to jail, buddy. Shoot me in my damn toe. Ain't no damn way I'm going to be sitting out here letting you run around here rapping, make a whole rap-ass album about me. You crazy. I said what I said. Okay, y'all can get mad. I don't care. Megan is responsible for this shit because she has not put his ass, told the police, yes, he shot me, he needs to be in jail, and recording that video ain't enough. You need to go probably tell them what happened to your ass, especially after he made a rap ass album about me. He made a rap album about me, his ass, I'd be at the police station singing like a bird. I say, put me on a song, I'd be rapping to the police, shit. I'd make a rap song and deliver it to the LAPD, shit. Megan said 
she's been spending the summer trying to heal. I'm currently focused on my recovery so I can return back to my life and back to making music as soon as possible, a 25-year-old previous day, okay? She will perform uh, on, the, on the season premiere Saturday night live on October the 3rd. And listen, Megan, I believe you. I saw you in that show. I believe you. I saw you, and I believe you done got shot in your toe. I I, I believe cause you was kind of slow a little bit in that live performance, but it was really good. The little live thing she did a couple was it like a couple weeks ago, but I could tell something had happened. Now the question is, what is this? What was the events happening? Because a dude like this is able to get off these lies. And at first, I was ready to say he was a liar, but then I remembered that story that. It had been previously told in the blog before, and he's kind of saying the same thing. Now, I'm not saying he's telling the truth. I actually believe Megan, but I don't like Megan's reaction to the violence against her. So you going to ask somebody to take you serious? It's like women talking about, I'm getting beat, I'm getting beat, and then you running back to the Negro. I just, well, ain't nothing nobody can do, shit. You don't run back to his ass, what you want me to do? And well, if you sitting up here talking about I'm 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 the black women disrespected, black women are never protected, and yet you ain't protecting your damn self by telling the authorities, well, just what? Huh? He gonna make all kind of raps on us, shit. He, how he even got a career, I don't know. His ass is terrible. That that rap song was terrible. I was like, what in the hell is going on around here? <laughs> the little bit I heard. Oh, Lord, this is terrible. Let women, and let me just say this to ladies. Protecting yourself is important. If somebody is kicking your ass, I can't explain to y'all how important this is, okay? Because there's a lot of women who get their ass kicked every day, okay? And they don't ever report it to the police because they're embarrassed. They want to, and they don't want, they don't want to leave the dude. It's a number of reasons and stuff like that. But let me tell you something. In case you gotta kill his ass one day or do something to his ass because he done beat your ass up, you better establish an, uh, 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 something with the police that he was kicking your ass. I'm trying to tell people the truth. Because there's a lot of women in jail right now for domestic violence incidents where somebody was beating them, but they never reported it to the police, and they end up killing the person. They end up going to jail because there was no probably things on record that he was beating you. And I, and we can't, that's what I say about, I tell women about rape too, okay? If somebody is consistently whooping your ass, and if he's famous, well, no matter what, put that, tell the police. To create a, a a record of it so you could be believed. It's hard to believe. It's hard, Megan. It's hard not to believe something different didn't happen because you don't want to go to police. And I don't believe that's because you talking about you from the streets. You ain't in Houston no more. Shit. So what the hell is we talking about? I don't know what we talking about. You, you a grown ass woman talking about? I'm in the streets, girl. Get out of here! That ain't that's people don't people. I, I I grew up in the hood, and when people get shot, most of the time they tell the police unless they gang members or something like that, and they plan on getting revenge. Most of they ask is tell the police. <laughs> most of the hood people tell the police. Even the thugs tell sometimes. They don't want you to know they told, but they tell. Sometimes we don't tell though. Sometimes people don't, because that's why a lot of crimes never get solved in the in the in the neighborhoods and stuff. But listen, that's dumb when you a wealthy 
uh, well-to-do rapper and your um, your uh, your career is is now of utmost importance. You no longer live in the streets. You are now in. You are now an artist at Rock was Rock Nation. You now a, a big female rapper making number one songs. And this person has put your life. In danger Now I bet if your ass had a stalker around here And you would know his ass and he shot you you tell the police So Tory Lanez if his ass shot you You need to tell the police They don't protect his career Speaking of that I forgot to talk about Rihanna's ass A couple of weeks ago Let me, let me look that up Since we we talking about Tory Lanez You know because Chris Brown don't You remember I read about Chris Brown talking about he don't want to be. He don't want to be in that shit. You know when he's talking about Tory Lanez and stuff like that. Well, Rihanna recently said something. She's been and the people been saying she's been hanging around Chris Brown again. I'm like these Pisces, these Pisces in these streets. You know sometimes that's how y'all Pisces do. <sighs> sometimes y'all can just y'all know you know y'all 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 just. I don't know. She says she's now very good close friends with Chris Brown, okay? And I and forgiveness is always good, okay? Forgiveness is good, okay? They saying that Brianna is saying she's now and even there's been rumors that Rihanna has been running around with Chris Brown and stuff like that and all that, you know, I don't know. I don't know shit. I don't know if it's true or not. But let me just say this, okay, women, ladies, you can always have forgiveness in your heart. But when somebody kicks your ass to the point of they biting your ass, okay, they don't deserve you to hang out with them. You ain't going to bite me. You ain't going to bite unless it's some, some, something else going on. <laughs> if it's a love bite, it's a different but you ain't gonna be just biting me and fighting me, you know. like it ain't, you know. You just kicking my ass and then you gonna bite. Who even would want somebody biting? I'm just telling you, girls, get your because some of these men don't deserve. You have to quit this, this, this protecting these men, and that's a lot of what Rihanna did too, you know. And that's why nobody hardly. That's why people. Not believe her She didn't want to get involved She was more interested in her career But not understanding that she was in a moment And I think they advised her wrong too uh, to, 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 She was in a moment for, for To me Where she could have stood up for many women Made her career about something Even more You know she could have been an advocate Against violence against women uh, 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 But she didn't want to be associated with that but but for some reason that mantle that happened to her, and to run from it was a bad decision. Yeah, it ended up being a good decision as far as money is concerned and all that stuff. But in order to protect somebody and it was calling calling to protect, not let his career fall down and stuff, it did hurt her for a little bit. But how great of an advocate she would she have been for women? How great of an advocate would Chris Brown would have been if he would have got his shit together and been against female violence? Because he had been a, a once a, a person who who committed violence against a woman. Okay, so but advising people to not to 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 not face up to certain truths is stupid. 
why not change? Because he didn't really change. I heard him when he cussed the other day when they was comparing him to Tory Lanez. I said, his little ass ain't changed. His little ass is crazy, okay? Great singer, great performer, but he's crazy. And responding like that. And that's because they didn't allow him to get some maturity. You, sometimes you got to embrace the thing that you've done. Not all the time, but most of the time you got to embrace it. Like Tory Lanez, if you're shooting people, women out here, maybe you need to embrace that shit. Like she's trying to let you slide. Then you need to, uh, you and her, hey, we 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 gonna figure out some way to uh, make sure that domestic violence. Maybe you need to donate money to domestic violence or donate this and that. I don't know what the hell happened, but sometimes women, you go too far in protecting these men. Okay, certain people don't need to be protected, especially then people turn around and blame you and say that that and that's part of the thing with Rihanna. People blamed her for you know for what happened to her when somebody was biting her and shit. And busting their face and stuff. That ain't cool. cool. So I feel like, you know, you, 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 I don't know what messages we send out to uh, young girls. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to get my ass kicked. And I understand when you love somebody and care about somebody, but we got to just be careful of these messages we send. Maybe the Stallion, Rihanna too. Okay, I'm glad Rihanna loves Chris Brown, but. The shit he did in back in the day was not cool, okay? Same thing with Tory Lanez. Now, Tory Lanez, if you shot her in her toe, I don't know what happened. It wasn't cool. If you didn't, I don't know. Y'all got It's all kind of stories out here. But what makes May unbelievable is because she has not went to the police trying to protect or talking about some street cred. I don't know. She ain't in. She, some street she ain't in. I mean, Hollywood street life. They got me a lot of shit going on in Hollywood, but it, I mean, it ain't hood street life. Sad. I just wanted to bring that up for a minute. Let's talk about Ter- T- Tony Braxton Ways participating in verses with Mariah Carey or Mary J. Blige. Nope. Nope, nope, and nope. Okay? First of all, I love you, Tony. You know I do. I stand me some Tony Braxton. And she's long-suffering with that family she got. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, good family. I mean, you know, families have, hey, we all long-suffering. We all got crazy families. <laughs> but Tony Braxton, Mariah Carey, are we serious? The top female artist of the decade? I mean, not not this decade, but the last decade. I mean, the last couple of the, in the 90s. Tony Matola made Tony Braxton? No, I mean, I mean, Mariah Carey, uh, no. That's out of, she's too big. No, Tony, you are one of the top female artists of the, of the 90s and the, you know, stuff. I agree. But no. And, and who else? Mary J? Seriously? These are titans to me, okay? Mary J. Blige is a titan. I mean, Tony Braxton is a titan. But in a, like, I mean, you can't dimmer, like, I mean, Tony Braxton falls right up under Mariah and Mary J, okay? I mean, you know, I mean, she's right, like, she falls, but, but she, you know, I just don't see it. Mariah Carey, maybe Beyonce, Mary J, maybe Beyonce, Janet Jackson, maybe Beyonce. And let me tell you why I keep saying Beyonce, because then I keep telling y'all y'all going to realize some things. Even against Mary J. Blige's catalog. 
You think Beyonce can go one on one with Mary J in the catalog? I bet you she did. I'm gonna tell you what I see at Beyonce's concerts. No shade, no shade against Beyonce, okay? Because y'all think I'm just doing shade. <laughs> I'm just throwing some shade. I like to make Beyonce mad. Okay, so like when I'm at Beyonce's concerts, I, everybody is astounded by the great performer she is and her work ethic. Her work ethic, and she's gorgeous, right? I'm just astounded. I, when I go see Beyonce, I'm astounded. Like I'd be like, this bitch is beautiful. She be doing that shit. She, she, she. She works her ass off, even though she pissed me off sometimes. I admire certain things about her. Her work ethic, her uh, her performance skills is top notch. Okay, shit. But don't y'all don't be singing along with all them songs. I noticed that. I don't. I see people up dancing and popping their booties and stuff, but I don't see people like engaged. It's like they engage, but it's more of a ooh, like she be performing her ass off. Like you know, more of like. You know that, okay? But I've been to Janet. Now, I can't nobody fuck with Janet. Sorry. Now, I love the On The Run Tour. I gave it number two over Janet because they were so good this this last time around because of the visuals and shit, okay? But Janet, was, Hey Day Janet will fuck you up in college. Hey Day Janet, Velvet Rope Janet. All for you, Janet. Chat, chat. I mean, what's it all for you? What's it all for you two? What's the same Janet and hey, you can't, you can't mess with them concerts. That's that's where all the the other ones were born from. Okay, and Michael. Okay, can't mess with their concerts. You put on Michael Jackson concert, it's pandemonium. It's crazy shit. Okay, but even Janet, they sing along. Okay, Mary, though, I've never seen nothing quite like. Like, only Frankie Beverly and Maze, maybe, I can compare it to Mary J. Blige. Mary J. has such a hood print. People love her in the hood. I mean, you, you talking about, I mean, when Mary's at concerts, she ain't got to perform that great. Mary Mary be looking like she's drunk on stage. <laughs> she can sing. That's how her performances have gotten a lot better, and the voice, the vocals have gotten way better, okay, uh, from the, when I went to see her, like, in the 90s. But Mary, she doesn't have to perform. They, the audience is performing it for her. When uh, Love and No Limit, everybody, people are singing it. Uh, when I'm going down, they are all singing the words, the lyrics that she she has engagement. Beyonce's music does not have that engagement like that. So I. Versus with Mary J and people like you're gonna see that Beyonce is more performer than she delivers good music. That don't mean she hasn't had songs I don't I've liked. I've, she's had a lot of songs, a lot of songs I've liked. But I'm just saying, her catalog. I keep telling you, she's a Michael Jackson without the Thriller. Okay, it is what it is. Okay, but no, Tony, you cannot go against Mary J and Mariah Carey. I, I will, I, I just, I, no. I mean, because after, I mean, even though you have a great body of works, great bodies of work, great hits and stuff, I just don't see it. I mean, Mary J will kill you along with, uh, uh, what's the, the first album? I mean, your first album was dope, don't get me wrong, it was great, but Mary Mary J got something, something special about her, okay? Which brings me 
the Mary J. Uh, they said so. They what they talked about Tony Braxton. Let me, let me before I go into that says uh, she chatted with Missy Elliott about possibly appearing on the series. This is according to uh, Hot News Hip. Uh, HipHop.com, it says, has the Versus Phenomenon presses forward, artists who previously stated they wouldn't participate are now open to the idea of showing face. That's because Apple done got involved. They may be paying their asses now, okay? The latest, <laughs> I don't know if they are or not, but it could be, or they get more publicity some way. The last version saw two icons, Fighting the Bill and Glass Knight, come together to perform some of their most beloved classics. The series has highlighted talent that spans generations of music and is celebrated in real time. And now Tony Braxton is reexamining her stance on appearing in the on the music thing. Fans have been begging Tony Braxton to take part in verses for months, and recently celebrated uh, singer sat down with Missy Elliott for an interview where the two discussed their inclusion. Missy openly stated that she wouldn't make an appearance, but during the conversation, she said she may do Missy versus Mr. Meaner Braxton. Missy versus Mr. Meaner Braxton. On the other hand named the artist she would agree to sit down with on verses. I'm like, it would have to be it would have to be me, Mariah or Mary J. Uh uh-uh, uh, Tony. I'ma actually tell you who I think you should go to verses against because I think that you are a continuation of her in some ways. And not your not your voice, your vocals, but a little bit your sound and style. It's Karen White. I think Karen White, has she continued, like, at that level that she was rolling in in the 80s, had continued like that would have been the Tony Braxton in the night, would have, would have been that, okay? I think that would be an interesting one for you. Mary and – I'm not saying Tony Braxton isn't an icon. That's not what I'm saying. It ain't got all kind of hits. But just the level, we're talking Mary J., we're talking about another level and different st- – you know, Mary is more hip-hop, Mariah is more pop. Even though Tony had pop, his Tony is an R&B artist. I'd have to find somebody for Tony to go up against. I, I Maybe a Karen White. I may have to find somebody. I have to find somebody. I have to look around. She chose a button. Mariah? <laughs> Child, please. Mariah be like, darling, darling. You know, Mar- Mariah shade your ass, too. Like, versus, what do I need to appear on versus? Mariah will shade your ass, okay? She, unless she appearing against Beyonce. And then she, she and, and, and she probably wouldn't even do that. She'd probably snoot her nose at that. You know, she she's proud. The only person Mariah would have probably uh, bowed down to was Whitney Houston. She'd be like, darling, no. Who, what? Tony Braxton. Have you seen my catalog? I don't think so. <laughs> I just, Mariah is a, y'all know how Mariah be on these streets. Even if she likes you, she'll, she'll, she'll shake your ass. She, Mariah's snooty ass. She will come for you. She's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh no, Tony, that's not gonna work. Okay, but since we're talking about the wonderful Mary J. Blige, okay, this week Jaguar Ride. Y'all know for a couple of weeks Jaguar been disgruntled and pissed off about the industry. Listen and listen, listen. I'm gonna tell you something. 
I remember hearing about Jaguar right in the night. She was like an underground phenomenon, okay? I just didn't pay. I'm going to be honest. I've said this before. I didn't pay a lot of attention. I remember do, seeing that unplug, but I just didn't pay a lot of attention. But she was really big. And I just recently started paying attention. Now going back and looking at some of her performances, she's bad. She, she's gold. Ain't no doubt. She she should be singing. She should be singing instead of being out here doing this. But, I mean, she 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 is really a great talent, okay? Uh, a lot of you, she is from Philly, and you can see a lot of, like, I see a lot of her in Jill Scott. Tons. Okay? Um, and I love me some Jill Scott, okay? But this week, you know, you know she's been attacking everybody. She's been coming for the roots. She's been coming for everybody. She's been telling that industry, hey, allegedly, T. Child, and a lot of people say, well, you know what? She crazy. She just, I never dismiss people as crazy because let me t- sometimes I do every now and then I say people crazy, but I try not to dismiss even a crazy person or a crazy I, crazy ideas because, to the, you know, because there are even truths that crazy people say. Like if you had crazy people in your family, you know they ask and spread out all kinds of truths. <laughs> That's probably why they crazy. <laughs> Because they asked me to tell the truth about that. <laughs> right? So I don't dismiss people being crazy as you not telling the truth. Right? So I don't, I'm not saying Jaguar Wright is crazy, but a lot of people are saying she's crazy and dismissing things she's saying as that's not true. Do I think that she's seeing them through the eyes of her spear from the night? Yes, and I don't think she's denying that, that she's seeing certain things from her eyes. She's telling you things from her point of view. Uh, do I think she's very angry and hurt and upset about what's been done to her? Yes. And can that make you a little skewed and di- hurt about how you deliver, how you make your delivery? Yes. And can it make you seem crazy? Yes. Okay. But she came out this week and accused Mary J. Blige of hiding her sexuality, okay? Uh, she actually accused – I listen to her a lot, so I be listening to Jaguar, right? I be like, wow, because when you listen to her, she – listen, she got some deep stuff she say in a conversation. You know, that's why I say I don't dismiss people as, you know, like just they crazy people. You, even if you sit down and listen, talking to a, a person who you consider kind of like, you say, okay, they kind of crazy. But you still can get something from it, right, sometimes, right? So um, she says, and this is according to hip hot news hip hop dot com again. It says Wright has slammed the music icon for allegedly sabotaging her career while stating that Blige is secretly gay. Over the last few months, Jaguar Wright has been surfacing with scathing accusations against her fellow artists. The singer has worked with the likes of The Roots and Common and has a lengthy career in the industry, but she's also been making headlines for eye widening allegations. Recently, she told the world that. Year a year ago, commonly she didn't say common sexually assaulted her. She said that common woke her up, um, trying to put a penis in her, you know, mouth, and she felt that was that could be deemed that, but she didn't say that. You know, it was kind of because she's been through that before, and she didn't like how the situation was going. Okay, and had she was trying to sleep. Okay, this was it. But it says later she took part in an interview where she claimed she could tell that Summer Walker had been assaulted at some point as well. Okay. Some Walker came forward to denounce Jaguar Wright. 
But that doesn't happen. That 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 hasn't stopped Wright from calling out other artists. This time she got on Instagram Live and took aim at Mary J. Blige, Queen of Hip Hop Soul, and attacked the icon's talents. During her tirade, Wright claims Wright challenged Blige to a versus while insinuating that Mary J. Blige isn't talented. She accused Blige of lying about who she's worked with behind the scenes and also said the singer has been living a download lifestyle. I can produce my own songs. I can sit down with a competent mix engineer and walk all the way through a mix. I can do those things, Mary. Can you? Uh-oh. Oh, shit. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, what can you do, Mary, other than play dress up and eat snatch in the dark places hoping, find, hoping nobody finds out you're gay? And if I'm lying, sue me, Mary said, right? If you get the heart, let's do verses. Or if you want to apologize to me for the way you tried to destroy my career at the very beginning, you can do that too. Let's see, do we got some of Jaguar? Can we pull some of her stuff up? Was she talking? Was she going off on Mary J? Hell, she was kidding. She was kidding out to see. Now, I will say this, okay? Everybody been gay in the... In the entertainment industry, but listen, I can't say that that is not, I've not heard the tea on that before, that allegedly about Mary J. I've heard that before numerous times. I don't mean it's real. I mean, I've heard a lot of people gay. Bisexual and gay. You know, I talked about Janet Jackson on here. I asked my astrology could possibly Maxwell too. I've heard a lot. You know, I love Janet Maxwell. I've heard concerts. I've heard about all kind of people being gay. It's, gay is like it's like almost a thing you got to go through. Everybody's supposed to be gay, okay? But listen, uh, I've also you know she went in on Puffy this morning too. Oh, it was the tea was deep what she said about Puffy today. I woke up this morning to a Jaguar right. Y'all got to go over there and look at her her page, honey. What she said about Diddy. I can't say I ain't heard that. I'm surprised he just ain't came out. I mean, allegedly. Because they, they had so many rumors on him. I don't know what's true and what's not. But let's see if we can listen to a little bit of Jaguar saying what, what uh, her thing with uh, Mary J, okay? All the way through a mix. I can do those things, Mary. Can you? Oh, what can you do, Mary? Well, other than play dress up and eat snatch in dark places, hoping nobody finds out you're gay. And if I'm lying, sue me, Mary. And if you got the heart, let's do the verses. Or. If you want to apologize to me for the way you tried to destroy my career at its very beginning, you can do that, too. Oh, fuck you and fuck Hank Shockley and fuck your sister, bitch. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Listen, okay? I'm not so quick to dismiss her. I love me some Mary J. Blige. I love me Mary J. I love Mary J., okay? But I'm not so quick to be dismissive. Um, I think a lot of things went on in the industry, 
and still go on. I think that um, a lot of people that we look at as we glorify and we really love, first of all, they're humans. Humans make bad decisions and mistakes. But I believe also um, just you, not just giving them the excuse of being humans and making bad decisions and stuff like that. Or Humans, when they get fame and money, can be some shitty people to maintain that thing. And I have heard about female artists and other artists or male artists going around trying to sabotage other people's careers so they can main, maintain shit on top, you know. It's a part of, it happens. I'm not dismissive of her. I know people want you to be because, like, oh, she crazy, she this and that. And she, hey, it's a possibility. But that doesn't mean she isn't telling the truth or she isn't telling some form of the truth. And it doesn't mean she also isn't lying. She could be lying, too. Um, This is my suspicions is this. You got a very hurt person here, a, a person who was once ingrained into the industry, who was doing uh, lots of work, very talented, uh, a very powerful musician who probably fell into some hard times or probably fell hard on herself. She lost her child, you know. And maybe she felt that certain people in the industry didn't have what didn't have any empathy or sympathy with, for, towards her and her struggle or what she was going through. It and maybe I'm not speaking for her, but maybe this, this is my idea. This is my perception of the situation. Maybe she uh, feels um, that they have instead of lifting her up, have uh, not empowered her, kind of left her for dust. Where maybe she feels like she gave a lot to everybody, okay? And so sometimes that anger can make people sound, feel like like they're crazy, but but really it's coming from a place of I'm I'm upset about what, the way I've been done. I mean that's just like you know I look at Dwayne Wade's ex-wife. I always talk about Savon looked crazy during that time when Savon was out here with them signs and stuff. <laughs> Remember when Savannah Wade was on the street holding that sign up talking about I'm home? Was it like she was homeless or something? <laughs> she was trying to get money for Dwayne Wade. And everybody thought she was crazy, right? But I think what happens is anger takes root in people. Sometimes people, and they can't even see it for themselves because sometimes, you know, and people see all the mistreatment and all the things that they went through. And when it comes out, it sounds very angry. It sounds very crazy because we don't know how much they've been taken. And even if the if they're no if the way they uh, if what they are saying is false, we uh, they may perceive it as a truth. I don't know, and I'm not saying she's not telling the truth, okay? Because I believe it's some cruddy shit to go on, okay? Mary could have some cruddy shit. A child back in the nineties, y'all know. Mary just said her dance that Mary was a mess. I mean, that's why I write and say shit I ain't heard before. Shit. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. I don't know what she tells the truth or not, but that ain't shit I ain't heard. And my little old ass is was living in the Midwest. So I'm telling you, I'm just saying. That ain't shit I ain't heard. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That don't mean she's telling the truth or not, okay? But I do 
I see that she. Here's what I was my my advice to her would be: the best revenge. I know what she's doing now, and I appreciate the tea. You know, I sip some tea, but for her health, I mean, to really deal with whatever the pain is, deal with the hurt. Deal with the ugliness of it all, and then come out and share your truth. So it could be through what doesn't come across as an angry or a crazy place. Because some some people are perceiving her as crazy, and people are dismissing her as crazy. I'm not ready to do that. Uh, I, I just feel like that there's just a lot of anger and hurt there. You know, so so how people may perce- people may perceive it as that and dismiss be dismissive of her. So if I'm her. I'm taking some time back, getting my mind straight. She's a great artist. She can sing her ass off. She can write. She can do whatever. She, you can run them out of the thing with an album. Just do a great album. Do great music. Come roaring back. And then talk your shit. <laughs> That's what I say. Throw her back on the ass. Let write a tell all and sell that shit. I mean, because you, you know, there's a lots of ways you can make music nowadays, right? So she, she's a great artist. I wouldn't do no verses with Mary's ass. Again, Jaguar, I don't know. You didn't have that many hits out. I mean, you didn't have that many songs. So verses is kind of a competition a little bit, even though they claim it's not. But it's kind of about comparing people's catalogs and great music. And a lot of people don't, don't know you. And that's not a bad thing. I think the underdog always is can be a winner, and especially when you as talented as her. My ass would go back in the studio and make fire shit and release it, and then I talk shit on the ass <laughs> after it got out here and got big. I don't think it does it. I mean, I get what she's doing now, and she's, hey, T, she's feeling. Ain't T that is not, y'all ain't, some people ain't hurt. But I think that people will just be dismissive of you, and it will make her it harder for her to achieve great things in her career in the long run. And so for me, in order for us to not be robbed of the talents of Jaguar Wright, because I think she's fire. I wish she chill and give us the music. And then come out and, cut some, and give them talk shit. When you up there collecting your awards, then drop something on Mary's ass or something like that, whatever they did. But this way, I think people are thinking she's jealous and being hateful. I don't think that, as I understand where anger and hurt comes from. But... I think people think that, and people dismiss her claims sometimes. And I'm not saying her claims are true for the other side. I'm not saying her claims are true. I'm just saying, though, there have been these rumors out for a number of years. But now, again, everybody in the industry been told, talked about again. Like Puffy, you know, like remember there was whole false books wrote about it. I mean, not false books, but fictions that were supposed to be based on Puffy. Remember that book, The Mogul? 
child. Let me set up again. Y'all remember that book, The Mogul? We're going to act like we don't remember The Mogul. That was written by, I think, was it somebody that worked for them? Worked for, I'm eating that time, y'all. Y'all know how I do. Eat my um, little animal crackers. Okay, listen. It's a messy show. But listen, remember when they wrote The Mogul and they was a legend? It was a fictional story based on allegedly Puffy and all the shit that went on in the industry. And remember that dude writing that book to describe certain parties at the industry, describing certain people and shit, and people trying to guess who it was a few years back? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Child, it might be. I'm just telling y'all, I wish. I'm just telling y'all, she might not. It may not be all the way live. Don't get mad at me. I don't drop no tea over here. I just tell what's already out here. Okay? That's all I'm telling you. I'm just saying, commenting on what's already out here. She's not saying something that has not been not heard. Now, y'all saying, well, what about Mary J? Ain't nobody heard. I've heard that about Mary J. I ain't lying. I ain't gonna lie. Do I believe it? I don't know. I only seen her date men, but people have said that before. Hey, listen. When you a rock star, a lot of shit happens. Shit. When you a rock star, shit, you might, who knows what you might do. People, you might have a threesome and people think you're gay. <laughs> when you rock star, you do all kind of wild shit. It's open season up there. You know, people, people, a lot of people might have been engaged in a lot of shit, drugs, alcohol, all kind of shit out there. And you might find yourself doing some wild shit that you didn't expect. How many get gay? Or maybe it does mean. But, you know, a lot of people get involved because it's just there and they open to the party and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I'm eh, I'm not saying that I can't go either way. But I did want to hit on this story. Now, if y'all want to hear up to Jaguar be coming on live over there on that IG live, child, Jaguar be telling us. She be giving unfiltered truth, <laughs> unfiltered uh, truth from her point of view, and I be over there listening. <laughs> and she had a, a interview too with a blogger. I forget the blogger's name on YouTube this week. It was interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not ready to be dismissive of her though. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. Um, I just wish that she get some. Healing, you know, because I can see there is lots of anger there. And then there's also her personal trauma of losing a child and her personal trauma of, of fighting in court custody about a child and all that stuff and how it can affect your mental stability, okay? So uh, she's in the midst of telling us truths in the midst of all of that. So that's a, you know, that's a lot. Oh, well, alleged truth. I won't say it's true truth. It's alleged, Okay. But very interesting what she had to say. Y'all want to hear that in full? Y'all can go to uh, her her Instagram page and listen to all the stuff she's been saying. Chat. She said something about puppy this morning. I couldn't believe. I was like, what? She dropped some tea too. Even about Kim Porter. Listen. Child, I don't know what may have been happening up in that world. I don't know. You don't never know. You never, never know. Never, never know. 
I'm going to let y'all go over there and hear. Tell me what y'all think, okay? <laughs> now, Mariah Carey this week, y'all. Mariah's ready to drop some tea of her own, okay? Mariah Carey says Derek Jeter was a catalyst in her divorce from Tommy Matola. Ooh, sometimes you, sometime you got to find something to get away from something. <laughs> you remember when Mariah was dating Derek Jeter? Do y'all remember that? Ooh, I thought he broke her. Broke the, he broke her heart, didn't he? He broke her heart with his fine. He was fine back then. He, you know what, Derek was all right now. He looked, a, he, but he was really fine back in like the, like in the nineties and early two thousand. Hmm. Anyway, let's talk about Derek Jeter, okay? Mariah Carey is opening up to Oprah Winfrey about her divorce from Tommy Matola in a recently released clip from an episode of the Oprah. Oprah conversation. Mariah sat down with Oprah to discuss how her relationship with former New York Yankee star Derek Jeter, who she linked to in the late 90s, influenced her decision to leave Tommy after five years of marriage. She said, he was a catalyst that helped me get out of that relationship because I believe there was somebody else. The award-winning singer shared, it was a ra- it was the racial situation. His mom is Irish, his dad is black, but he was also very ambiguous looking to me. I didn't know who he was. We met and I've written songs about it. Mariah continued, I don't think it was like, oh my God, he's the love of my life. Like at the time I did because I didn't think I would ever meet anybody who wouldn't. What's the word? I used the word I just thought about this last night. Not looked down on, but feel superior to me because of the fact that I'm not one way or the or another in most people's minds, and they have preconceived notions or whatever. That we belong together, singer, explained how Derek's family was also a major influence in allowing her to see a healthy family that resembles hers. His family was a healthy family, and they changed by uh, and they changed um, my viewpoint that oh, it's because of the biracial situation that my family is so screwed up, as opposed to it's them, she said. It was healthy for me to see a functional family that basically kind of looked like mine but didn't feel uh, like mine, okay? So she's going to have this conversation with Oprah on Thursday, September 24th. Let me tell you the truth, okay, who I prefer Mariah to have had this conversation with, okay? I am glad. I'm going to, you're going to get the deep spiritual side from Mariah, you know, with Oprah, but, and that's good. Okay, but I long for the Mariah Carey Wendy sit down because you know, and it needs to be it needs to be longer than like it needs to be longer than uh, 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 they need to have a two part interview like a two an hour each day Wendy and Mariah because what I love about Wendy with Mariah because I remember that interview she had with Mariah back in the day and my favorite line I forget what Wendy said because Mariah came in with like she was being extra on the radio Mariah came in like a big radio or something she said I see we're still sleeping with Sony it was hilarious I think Mariah said something about like I never slept with it when I had her it's something crazy she said but her and Wendy's dynamic together is so like you know Wendy Wendy's gritty Wendy asks the questions that like Oprah is, is scared as shit to ask Wendy goes for it Wendy is uh, Wendy does, you can't bullshit Wendy Williams. And, and to me, today, the kids, you know, Oprah is good, but she kind of, you know, we've had, I mean, we in another, we've evolved over. I, I would love to see Wendy. I would love to see her and Wendy sit down because I think that would be a fun, fascinating, over-the-top, crazy-ass interview. And nobody, and, and, and Wendy understands 
Mariah's uh, history, right? You know, so I would love to see that happen, okay? But it also says Mariah Carey says her family has treated her like an ATM machine with a wig on, okay? And this is according to uh, Yahoo.com. Uh, and this that last interview was too, but it says in an interview on Apple TV, uh, Oprah's conversation, the hitmaker discussed her memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey. Okay, which I got to I got to read. It says in a lot of conversations centered around the personal relationships with her immediate family, her mom Patricia and ex siblings brother Morgan and sister Allison. Her dad Alfred died in 2002. She said, I would have never spoken a word about anybody in my life. I tried to be very fair, but people have drawn first blood with me historically, said 50-year-old Carrie, whose siblings have been selling stories about her to tabloids for decades. I know you understand this. When there are people that are in any way connected to you as a person that has achieved any success, you are a target. You are vulnerable. She continued, but I wouldn't have gone uh, here if things hadn't been done to me. If I hadn't been dragged uh, by certain people and treated as an ATM machine with a wig on, all it is is like, let me get some money and let me get some money no matter what, okay? From Carrie's side of things, she didn't fit into her family from the get-go. She's biracial, something that deeply impacted her life with a white mother and a black father and felt resentment from her older siblings, with whom she had a significant age gap from the get-go, okay? Okay, guys. Hold on, before I'm gonna take a break because I got a break coming up. But when I come when I come back from this break, we're gonna continue the Mariah Carey uh, article. So I'm gonna take a real quick break, and then we'll come back with that uh, Mariah Carey, the rest of this Mariah Carey article, and talk about her memoir and a whole lot more hot topics. Okay, that we have to discuss this week. Meanwhile, here is Javier Crazy. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. I'll be back in a second.
I'm I'm saying that you can see how people can because they've been easily traumatized. So you got a lot of those types of people in this industry. But just I'm just using her background as an example. I'm not saying that she was sleeping her way to the top. I'm just saying you can see how people, if they come from a particular type of background, they these people, a lot of people will take these people into the industry because they're easy to get them to behave a certain way because the drive for love, the drive for fame is that much, that's that deep. And this story that Jaguar Wright told today, I don't know if it's true, I mean, last night or whenever she told this story, it's on her thing today about probably child, that's scary stuff. That's all I'm going to say on that now, okay? But child, I mean, we're going to continue to be talking about Mariah, I think, in the coming weeks about this book and stuff. I'm going to read it. I, got, I can't wait to read and see child to tea, okay? See what she's talking about in here. But I knew Mariah was going to give an honest story, okay? What kind of an honest story, okay? So, uh, interesting. But she said, you know, her family be treating her like an ATM machine, okay? And, you know, when people get money, they be, that be happening. You know, they be always begging. So, you, know, you ain't even got that much money from your family, you begging. Can I have some? Can I have? You got a dollar. You got five dollars. You ain't got five dollars. Family doing all kinds of things. You ain't got five dollars. Ask me for all kinds of money. He's like, you ain't got it. That's why you're asking me. <laughs> that don't happen just when you Mariah Carey. <laughs> Okay, uh, Ray J says filing for divorce may have been a mistake. I'm tired of Ray J there. I'm so tired of Ray J there. Ray J is the worst. Ray J, I'm tired of your ass. I'm telling you right now. Ray J filed for divorce, you know, last couple weeks ago, last week from Princess Love, right? Now, is it Love and Hip Hop? Is it the new season of Love and Hip Hop about to start? Probably so. Is this a storyline? I don't know. They're going to be on the new Love and Hip Hop? Listen, Ray J, on, it's according to Yahoo News.com, it says Ray J said on the reel that he's considered going to a marriage counselor with his strange wife, Princess Love. Now, they said Princess Love said it's a little too late for that because he divorced her with it. He filed for divorce without her even knowing. Okay? Now, I know you couldn't do me like that. I'd be like, you, you no, you ain't. <laughs> right? So it says, but it says Ray J is already reconsidering his pending divorce, and shared the real that he was open to marriage counseling. Ray J appeared on Tuesday episode of the Daytime Chat Fest and conceded that he may have acted in haste when he filed divorce last week from Princess Love, citing irreconcilable differences. The couple shares two children, Melody and Epic, and have been married since 2016. The entrepreneur and singer 39 admitted that he was against therapy at first to save his union. I just felt the counseling was more so a hustle and it wasn't good. I felt like it would get one-sided, he said, but, hey, maybe we do need counseling. He explained to co-host Lonnie Love, Jenny Ma, Adrian Ballon, and Garcelle Bouvier uh, that he had uh, a change of heart. I spent all weekend at the house with the kids, Princess, my mom, and her friends. It was just a good vibe. It really was, he said. I just have to fall back and go. Damn, this is really, really a good thing. Ray J emphasized that he wanted his children to grow up in a loving home with two parents. I would be up for it. I'd be up for whatever it is to make sure my kids have a strong foundation and have both their parents in their lives 24-7, said Ray J, who asked for joint custody when he filed. I don't see myself splitting the time. So it's tough not to be with your kids all the time. Nani asked why the couples were having so many issues, and he responded there were too many arguments between them. He says he and his estranged wife do not see eye to eye which would cause friction and decisions made in the spur of the moment, including filing for a divorce petition. Okay, listen, let me just let me just say this, okay? 
First of all, Princess Love is the same chick that went on 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 Twitter. I don't know if it was a Love and Hip Hop storyline or what. In reality TV's in it, it's all blurred. Okay, but she went on there talking about she wanted a divorce, and I said, I said at the time when I saw that, even though I know Ray J sometimes out here in these streets got a reputation for not being shit. Okay, but I said at the time Ray J because he was starting a business and all that. That's the kind of shit you don't need. Divorce or ass. I said that at the time. Listen, I said that because of that coming, because because of how she responded. And she probably responded, she's probably upset about T. But when you got a, a man who's building like an empire or something like that, that ain't the really way to respond to cheating. The way to respond to cheating is to properly file your papers and get with your lawyer and fuck his ass up in court. It's not to be immature and be fighting back and forth. But if you, she a young girl. She don't know that yet. Okay, when we young, we do stupid shit. Now, Ray J speaking her love language, and he went back and fouled on her ass and didn't let her know she found out. They said by allegedly found out by reading the papers. I don't know. Listen, he couldn't come back to me after breaking up my ass after reading the paper. And listen, a lot of people say this crazy shit about you trying to stay together for the kids. We want the kids to have a stable foundation. We want the kids this and that. Let me tell you something about your kids. Don't no kids want to stay in the house with y'all asses arguing, your dysfunctional asses don't like each other, your dysfunctional asses don't really want to be together. Don't no kids, you don't do nothing but hurt your kids, okay? I've seen this for myself in my own damn family, okay? People who stayed together for years were losers, only to have kids grow up losers. They don't turn out to be losers. They take your traumatic shit because y'all didn't like each other and y'all had to stay together. And they, and that's what y'all trying to do. Now I can see if you say, hey, I love this person. I care for this person. I want to make it right. Because I do believe spouses should be put before their children. Now, people people will disagree with me on that, okay? Because I think a lot, I'm old school, okay? So I think, I don't have no kids either. But I do believe that makes for the better rearing of children because old people used to say that all the time. The old people used to say, that the, the, the spouse come before the kids because the kids leave. It is if you love is the two spouses, the spouse and the two spouses love each other and they raising kids in a loving home. They'll have the uh, they'll have the same goal to raise the children with love and care. But first, you got to put each other first. And if you ain't if you putting the kids first, well, you already fucked up. My opinion, you already fucking up. Okay, kids like kids don't leave. They little asses is going to leave and go to college and do whatever else, and then you stuck there. Somebody your ass don't like. Okay? And marriage is difficult shit enough. Okay? So this is what I just say to people. Yes, yes marriage is difficult, people. I ain't telling you no lies. I don't tell you no lies on the street. So what I say to people is don't be making the kids. Ray J., if you're hoeing around out there, you're hoeing around. Why are you hoeing? You, that means you probably ain't ready. Just show whole ass down somewhere and get this girl. Don't let this girl get. She already had two kids. Don't bring no more kids in the world. Sit your whole ass down. Get away from if you if the kids are first, then you don't care for her. It's not about her. If you are if you love each her and you want to work out the relationship. And, and and hope for the best and include the and have your kids be rear your kids together. That's a different story. But when you're talking about the kids first, that tells me, well, I'm just gonna be so many people are suffering until they children's eighteenth and nineteenth birthday. 
Mm-mm-mm. I, I, I'm just saying that's not the way to rear kids. I mean, you know, you be, if when people are single and in bad relationships and don't have children and shit, I say, you know, do what you got to do. But when, you know, you, you stay in a bad relationship, but people who got children, you really need to be urgent about whether you uh, 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 want this person in your life or not, especially if you're arguing all the time and you're in disagreements all the time and stuff like that. You really have to have a different perspective because you have children who are watching you and who are there and who are seeing your behavior. Like, if you're a man and you really ain't feeling her like that and you got a kid there, if you're a woman, you really ain't feeling him like that, you got kids there and shit. I ain't seeing your ass. When I hear them, they know you don't care about their mom. They're like, damn, what's he doing? He just asked me to be out this shit. Okay, so I I say don't stay for no kids. I tell people that I say don't stay for the kids. The kids is not a reason to the kids are a great reason to rear kids in the best home environment. If that means you two have to be apart to do that, then that is how that goes. And it's gonna is it going to be more difficult? Yes. Now if the overall goal is that as a loving couple we would like to raise our children together and learn to love each other then that's different. But when somebody says, the first thing they say is, well, you know, I want to give my kids a stable foundation and it just feels good to have a family dynamic, that tells me he ain't mentioned I love Princess. Princess is my heart. That's my girl. We don't always get along, but that's that's it. That's a school He didn't say none of that. Instead, he was going on about his kids and how the family thing felt good. He don't want her ass. Princess, he don't want you no more. Princess says she gone anyway. Okay? Smart girl. Get out while you can. You got two kids. Well, I don't know. Two kids is a lot. But somebody might be willing to take you to Frisbee too. Okay? I'm just saying this is the time to leave Princess Love. And Ray J, it's time for you to go. Get your whole ass together. Okay? Lord have mercy. Ray J out in these streets. It's time Ray J wanted divorce. You want you you want a divorce. That's, this is twice they done did that now. They're gonna quit quit playing. And he didn't say her. He didn't say nothing about her at first. Okay. I said we was gonna talk about ghosts. So we're gonna have time to talk about ghosts today. I don't know if we're gonna have time to talk about the ghost thing. Let's see. We'll see. Okay. Let's talk about uh what is it? Safari and Erica Minya. This is another love and hip hop couple supposed to be breaking up, okay? Or unfollow each other may have broken up, report is saying, okay? And this is called hip hop dot hip hop uh hot news hip hop dot com, okay? It says Safari Samuels and Erica Mina may have broken up after fans realize they are no longer following each other on social media. Now this might be a love and hip hop storyline too. Y'all know how they be doing out in these streets, okay, before love and hip hop storylines, okay? Erica Minya and Sarah Sanders may have broken up, and it's being reported that the couple has unfollowed each other on social media. Just a few months ago, the two influencers were promoting their exclusive content on OnlyFans, ranking in some extra cash during the pandemic, but it looks like there may have been some trouble in paradise causing them to break up from each other, okay? It's never a good sign when you see the unfollow. Generally, it can only mean one of two things. Either a split is on the horizon or it already happened, okay? Listen. Okay, that Scorpio could not fool me. I knew when I saw her a couple of weeks ago, on, I saw a little article on her, and she was on there talking about her husband not corny. She was trying to convince everybody her husband ain't corny, and she was trying to uh, 
convinced everybody she was okay with OnlyFans and all that shit. Listen, let me tell you something. All of us Scorpios are different in different ways, okay? But I feel like, it's, it, to me, it's the Kris Jenner thing, okay? This is this is what I feel like that. Scorpios, we are we we are very we love we 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 like the idea of sexuality, spirituality. A lot of things about Scorpios, some are true, some aren't. Okay, but one thing we do have uh, Scorpions, even the dysfunctional ones. Okay, we watch how you treat us. We watch how you how you uh, how you behave around us. It's up for us. We like to see deep within you. It's a reason we like to see deep within you and see how you're working because we're trying to decide if you're the one or not, okay? So when we, because remember, Scorpio's got this deep thing about finding the one, okay, a spiritual connection. So when we see, like, if you allowing us to get on OnlyFans, now Erica might have been saying, I'm pretty as shit, I'm sexual, and all that stuff. But the truth of the matter is we see that as, like, so, Negro, I'm going to have to get on OnlyFans to make some money. I can do this shit on my own. That's what we seeing in our head. In our head, even though we telling everybody the world, oh, yeah, we doing this as a family and everything. It's just like Kris Jenner. If the rumors were true that Kris Jenner, when she was married, if the rumors are true that, that they were allegedly in uh, swapping partners and stuff, sometimes Scorpio's like unconventional. But sometimes Scorpio's will judge you for the unconventional, too. We will take it as a sign of you not caring. Like, you know what I'm saying? So Chris may have took that as a sign as her husband didn't care for her, even if she was participating in it. And it was made it easier, allegedly, maybe to cheat on him if she did, as people were saying back in the day, okay? So it's the same thing I felt with Erica Minya. When I saw Erica Minya on there talking shit, and there's other things in your chart that describes who you are, but I knew, I said, this girl is questioning his ass, okay? If she's going on there talking about, uh, talking about he's not whacking, y'all need to tell you kind of people. It isn't that we don't defend people we love, but we are questioning ourselves about is he kind of soft? Is he kind of what? So, you know what I'm saying? So, I knew that, that, that I felt like that OnlyFans thing, when they said she was on OnlyFans, well, shit, she could have did that when she was single and made a whole lot of money. Shit, why am I be sitting up here? Who am I? What it look like I'm with you now? I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm on here getting on OnlyFans. I could have did that by myself. Yeah. I could have got my ass on, turned my ass on OnlyFans. Erica probably could have did better single as on OnlyFans. Essentially, sometimes, because a lot of us Scorpio women, women, we kind of man like a little bit too, so we kind of like, uh, we, uh, we, so we kind of like, what you, what are you for? You know, we can kind of get like that, gangster like that. And I, I felt like she was thinking that without saying it. Now, maybe some other, I believe there are other things for the breakup, but I, I did not believe she was happy about that. And if she was, then I felt like if she was happy about getting on OnlyFans with him and doing that stuff and she didn't care about that, she wasn't deeply offended, that means she doesn't like you that much. I'm telling Scrub Joe out he's probably mad, like, girl, shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Right? Like, if she was okay about getting on OnlyFans with me, she probably, it's that she, it, she probably knows it's not going to be forever. Okay? And I wouldn't be surprised if they got back together, okay? I would not be surprised at that and hustle this out for a little bit, okay? Because uh, of uh, uh, loving hip-hop and stuff like that. But, you know, 
I don't know about Erica and, and Sephora. You know, after that OnlyFans thing, I was like, eh, I don't know if I was buying it, okay? All right, so should we go with Bow Wow? Because Bow Wow, we might have to come, we may have to have another show where we talk about some more stuff. The uh, I may have a short show maybe sometime during this week, and we'll get to the Bow Wow stuff and having another baby. But let's do with ghosts. Let's talk about power fans. Y'all not wanting to believe ghosts is dead, okay? Because I said y'all was going to talk about power today with y'all a little bit at the beginning of the show. Okay? So, listen. Power this week, a lot of people were like, you know, not sure if Ghost was is is dead. You know, they had Ghost funeral. And I think the girl who plays Tasha is really said, "Hey, Ghost is dead." You know, I'm sorry, but it says she said it's been. If they said this is according to Boston.com, it says it's been a week since Ghost closed casket funeral on Power Book Two, uh, where we saw who we believe to be James Six Saint Patrick being laid to rest at a high profile ceremony that attracted all the usual suspects, including Shameless Slimeball Rasheed Tate who served as a pallbearer for a photo op, of course. But the lingering question still remains, is Ghost really dead, like dead, dead? Well, according to Maturity Nodden, he is very dead, not coming back. I hate to break it to you guys. I know many of our fans are like, this is not, no, he's going to come back. He's going to be Ghost. Our show doesn't do that. When people die, they really die, revealed Maturity Nodden. And that's not true because Kane didn't die. When he was supposed to be burnt up in that house, everybody thought he was dead and his ass was up and walking around. Okay, he says, I hope this is not a fall. I'll just say that in case Ghost doesn't come back to life. He really is dead. I'm sorry. This comes after the iconic character who was shot and killed by his own son, Tyreek, in the shocking scene, played from multiple perspectives in a multiple part finale. Okay? Now, if you remember, Kanan, played by 50 Cent, returns to the series after seemingly being roasted crispy in a warehouse. That's what I'm saying, fire. So there's a slight glimmer of hope for anyone expecting the Ghost uh, to join in his spinoff. Power Book 2. Now, here's what makes me kind of think Ghost is coming back because it's called Power Book 2 Ghost. But you kind of get an explanation for, of that of that a little bit from uh, the writer, Courtney, when she kind of says Ghost is kind of, in some ways, I think, and she didn't really say these words, but he's kind of haunting the series because of the decisions that he made when he was alive with the wheel looming over Tyree. And he, he, Ghost has kind of set all these things in motion uh, in Power Book 2 in the first season, okay? Her, him working with Monet, uh, which is Mary J. Bodge's character, and the Tejada family and stuff like that. We're, because he's been cut out the wheel, we see a series of things that happen that uh, take Tyreek uh, 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 into another place. Now, here's what I say to the, the, the idea of ghosts uh, not never caring, coming back when Notori, Notori Nathan said, uh, if I'm saying her name right, uh, there's always a chance. I mean, if the fans miss him so much, you know, with any good writer and with pressure from the network, <laughs> it's a chance that Ghost could be walking his ass right back in there. Okay. Now, my ass personally like Ghost being dead. I thought Ghost should have been dead the second or third season of Power. I mean, second or third episode of Power, because I thought he was the dumbest drug dealer that ever was. Okay, he was messing with the attorney. Uh, the, the was one that what was she? She was like the district attorney, uh, the head district attorney for New York. He's a big ass drug dealer. He was falling all in love. Didn't have him working for. Didn't have her on his side. 
she was at one point trying to arrest his ass and trying to see if he was this and that. No, I was like, no. Mm-mm. No real powerful drug dealer works his thought. Don't love her that much. They would probably kill her ass trying to get him arrested, okay? She did a lot of, Angela Valdez did a lot of rotten shit, okay? And I thought Ghost was a narcissist and a nut. I mean, I thought this from the beginning, the first season that Ghost was a narcissist. I think nobody saw that. I would love to hear Courtney's uh, opinion if I thought Ghost was about if she thinks Ghost is a narcissist. I think she wrote him as a narcissist, and she showed that in the last, last episode when he was talking about he only thought about himself in the end. And which called, which brought him to his demise. And which I said, Tyreek did what needed to be done. Shout out to Tyreek. <laughs> okay, I love Power Book too. I'm excited about it. Without, I don't really need Ghost. I I do miss Tommy. I do miss Tommy. I love Amari. Don't tell, don't get me wrong though. I love Amari Hard Amari Hardwick. I think he did a hell of a job playing Ghost. I just didn't like the character. Okay, but I love the. Tommy, the dynamic of Tommy, I love to see Tommy come back in there and see what Tommy's going to do with that. That would get interesting. I mean, I almost feel like, because he's going to give Tommy his separate show, I almost feel like I wish they wouldn't have done that. I wish that they would have kept Tommy on this show. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's going to be interesting to see if she's going to bring Tommy back in to Power Book 2. I'm pretty I have a feeling that she will at some point. And I'm not counting out Amori Hardrick making a return as a ghost, okay? Uh, maybe even if he's not, even if he is dead, he might make a return in Visions. Remember when they had the Raina character showing up in, in Visions, the, the sister who died? So that's a possibility, okay? Very, very strong possibility, okay? So we're coming to the last two minutes of the show. You guys, I'll try to tell a couple of stories in all over Overdrive. Over time, if I get cut off or anything, then you guys, I'll try this week to do another show. No promises here, but I'll try my best to do another show, maybe coming up to get the rest of the stories out. We got so much more. I got so much more to talk about with y'all, okay? There was a lot of stuff I need to talk about this week. but So we'll try to do it in part two, okay? We'll try to have a part two, okay? And it'll be a shorter show, all right? Meanwhile, you guys, we got to go out with Jam. And if, for those of you who hang on the line, phone lines, uh, if you're listening through the phone, you'll get to hear the overdrive if I get to, if I come on. If I get cut off, that means we're going to do a part two. I'm going to try to, okay? Try to. Uh, so let's end the show with, um, let's see, what did I want to end it with? I had a good song up. Now I'm going to stop. Is it, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Ready? Ready? Okay, we're going to end with Reedy Jackson. I love this song. Uh, this we're going to end with, Yours Faithfully. And for those of you standing online, I will try to come and give a couple of stories in overdrive, okay? All right, I'm out, y'all. Y'all have a good one. I will see y'all.
are listening to the Overdrive. This is uh, you can guys can hit me up on uh, Carlotta's underscore. I mean Carly's underscore Galaxy on Instagram. You can also hit me up at the C Chatwood Show on uh, Twitter and Carlotta seventy two on Twitter and on Face Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. Okay. And that's where also you can send me messages if you want to send me messages about uh, something about the show or anything, okay? Uh, listen, you guys, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do overdrive today, okay? But I am going to try my best. I'm going to try my best to come together and give you guys a show, the rest of the show this week, because we got a whole lot more to talk about. We didn't get to Dr. Dre's wife out here cleaning out bank accounts, allegedly, <laughs> of Dr. Dre's businesses. Um uh, we need, uh, I'm probably talking about power too, uh, power this week. Uh, the other part, the new one, Haley Berry dating. Child, Haley Berry like her something. Let me tell y'all about it, Haley Berry, okay? Haley Berry, she, see, she was hanging out. Remember Haley Berry went to that concert? What's this? She went, she had the Hollywood Bowl with Maxwell was at the Hollywood Bowl. Maxwell, she's like trying to check you out. Haley Berry like her some R&B stars because she's allegedly dating Van Hunt. We didn't get to that tip, but we got to talk about that, okay? She's like trying to hit on that girl. You get beat up messing with Maxwell, okay? I ain't play, I don't play that. <laughs> I be telling my friends, uh-uh, no. We're not going to like Maxwell like that. <laughs> I got one of my friends who themselves in love with Maxwell. I be like, no, 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 no. We do not, we do not. She's like, let me know if you, when, when the concert starts back, if you go, if you go to a I'm like, no, we do not, we, uh-uh, why? Why are you so anxious to go? You always want to go. <laughs> she's getting too thirsty. I usually make all my friends go, but she's getting too thirsty, right? <laughs> Holly Gray was probably trying to hit on that, so girl, but now she's allegedly dating Van Hunt, okay? She was trying, Sus was trying to map. This is trying out these R&B stars. It was Eric Benet, Christopher Williams, and Chad now Van Hunt. Okay, we gotta talk about that. Okay, and then uh, also, um, we talk. We forgot. I forgot to talk about CDC this week and they newest uh, thing out here. Dr. Dre's daughter coming from uh, uh, coming for Fifty Cent. Uh, Vanessa evicted her mama, Vanessa Bryant. Oh, child, I did not forget that. Okay, Vanessa Bryant evicting her mama out the house. <laughs> we got to talk about that because I know the tea been in the streets for a, a, quite some, a while back about Vanessa Bryant's mama. Remember when her stepfather or Vanessa's stepfather or somebody years ago came on uh, when when Kobe was first getting the, the second trying to, when he filed for divorce that second time or allegedly or something. And the stepfather came out and was talking about how the mama was a gold digger and taught Vanessa to be a gold digger, allegedly. I remember on was it Inside Edition or something, child? It was something a long time ago I saw. But we're going to talk about that, okay? About her evicting her mother. Now, I'm on Vanessa's side because sometimes, you know, Vanessa not only has lost her man, but she lost her child. And sometimes, listen, sometimes death and grief can bring clarity to your ass about who shouldn't be in your life. And maybe that's for her. Maybe it done brought some clarity to her ass. And it don't matter if it's your family or not. Because sometimes family, like I said, I just told y'all family ain't shit. Remember we talked about Sweetie Pies and Tim Norman, which I got to update y'all on Sweetie Pies too and the tea out in the street. It's the multi that added to sweet that got added to Sweetie Pies this week. Allegedly, Andre, the one who got killed by Tim, allegedly, they thought Andre might have robbed Miss Robbie's house. And Tim was allegedly mad about it. See, that's all the stuff we got to talk about. So 
I got a lot of tea. I ain't finished. Then we got to talk about Bow Wow's new baby, because I got a lot to say about Bow Wow, okay? He got another baby. He got a baby with another with an Instagram model, okay? I got some things to say. I got some things. I want to talk to you women about. And the reason why I tell you young girls to keep your standards up, because I know I've been there. And I've been trying to tell y'all because, you know, like, we don't, we don't, with older women, too, I've been trying to tell we got to keep our standards up, okay? That's all I'm going to talk about that. And Bow Wow brought the, made me think about that this week, okay? And how Vanessa, uh, Angela, I mean, what's her name? What's that girl's name? Angela may have dodged a little bit. I was rooting for Angela and him, but no. Angela thought of writing on a while. I see you, Angela. Angela's like, I don't want no more drama. I've had drama with the first baby that, my baby, we'll talk about all this, okay? When I when I come back this week, okay? I'll try to do, I'm going to try to do it tomorrow. I'll try to do it late. I might try to do it late. So I don't know. Y'all got to, and if I don't come on, that means I didn't have time, okay? So if y'all don't see me no time during the week, if I don't do it, I don't have time. But I'm going to try, I'm going to try to shoot for midnight, maybe on a Sunday, maybe tonight. Maybe. And if I can't do it, that means something came up. So that means if I, I'll try my best to hit a show this week, okay? So we can talk about all that tea so we don't forget it, okay? All right, y'all. So it's Saturday. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. Get out there. Have a good time. It's fall, baby. Enjoy. Okay, you believe it's already autumn? You believe that? That quick, huh? Y'all ready for 2020 to go, ain't y'all? Y'all don't rush in 2020's ass out of here, huh? <laughs> I don't rush nothing. That day is, uh, you know, every day is a good day, okay? So I'm, it's always a blessing to me, even when it's the year is going kind of topsy-turvy. It's still a blessing that we all here, right? So y'all enjoy y'all day. Uh, enjoy the uh, the uh, new season, and I will try to talk to y'all soon. We're going to go out with my favorite, Maxwell, Stop the World, okay? It's the CC Show. I will see y'all uh, soon, okay, when I do this other show, all right? I'm out. Have a good one. Someone stop the world, yeah. Seems like the